Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the thrills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bd elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bd elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BD Elite, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, wherever you found this podcast. And of course, live. Twitch.tv slash up next podcast. Hello, Twitch room. We are up next. Yes, we are up next. We are your NXT friends. Friends. But that's on Tuesday nights. Yes. We watch NXT, we record up next the podcast while going live on Twitch, but then, come Wednesdays, like tonight, BD Elite, we are your dynamates. We're your dynamates. That's right. And uh, we'll be talking all about dynamite here tonight. Uh, follow us at Up Next Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, for all the updates of all the different shows and stuff we've been doing. And uh, yeah, we, we watched NXT. We talked about it. Check out Up Next. Mm-hmm. NXT was pretty pretty good. They're on the, the, the road to... In your house. They're on the road to your house. Uh, a lot are on the road home by the s- sounds of things today. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, including uh, one that definitely started the, the brigade today. I saw first from Fightfuls re- reporting that they were uh, WWE NXT has let go the referee Drake. Yes. Wurtz. Drake Wurtz. Drake Younger. Yeah. Younger. Uh, so all these like kind of stories coming out. That uh, kind of fit the bill, especially uh, we've watched his show. There was that time he disappeared and yeah. we were like, hey, what happened? And like we we always say we're not journalists. We don't like make reports and mm. scoops and stuff. But we noticed like, what's the deal with this? There's some things going on with this. And then like it, it just seemed to disappear yeah. until recently. And then, yeah, we've heard all this um, kind of these uh, meetings he's been going to and all the QAnon 
rubbish he's been spouting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it has been odd, and we've kind of been questioning, like, who would want to work with this guy? Like, it's scary. You watch some of those videos, um, and yeah, he's been released, and there were reports uh, from Fightful today about, um, like, walking out of meetings about inclusion and stuff during mm. uh, Black Lives Matter, and uh, apparently people, like, wanting to beat him up, and, like, him being le- loud against, like, religion and vaccinations and uh, all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. Um, it seems like a, a good move to... Yeah. Uh, there was a few other releases as well. Uh, Kona Reeves didn't pick up his phone, so he's still good. No, he's the I, finest. He's I, I'm anywhere. joking. I'm joking. Because if we... We joke. If Kona Reeves gets let go, we we all cry. We'll we have sad. like a ceremony. Yeah. Where is he though? Come on. Yeah. Come on, Kona. He should be on TV. Uh, there was a few others. I had the list, and of course, now I do not have the list. But uh, there was... Uh, Alexander Wolf. Yeah. Is someone who just got beat up from Imperium last night and all of a sudden uh, he's he's let go as well. Uh, someone we, we haven't seen on TV in a while, NXT. And I swear we'll get to AEW, but we're NXT, so we got to talk we'll a little bit. Just start the show. We're good. And uh, Jasmine Duke. Jasmine Duke is no more. Uh, I mean, gone. well, she's still, she's she's still gone. a person. She's a cool person, I'm sure, but she's no longer uh, with WWE. Uh, we were such fans of her tag team work. Yeah, uh, they dropped that pretty quick, didn't they? Um, uh, yeah, Kavita Devi is another one. Yeah, that we- I saw her as some enhancement talent sometimes. Yeah. Uh, someone we haven't seen for a long time, but uh, I know was WH's favorite, uh, Vanessa Bourne. Vanessa Bourne. Bourne and Bougie. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was someone I could have actually seen going quite far and then just vanished. So uh, there was Jake Clements, who was a referee uh, involved in like the Seth Rollins stuff, I think. Right. And then uh, Skylar Story, who's also known as Brandy Lauren, hmm. which we've seen her in some of the Evolve stuff we've covered time ago. And then she was like, I think used in AEW, but then used in NXT for quite a while, but then never really on TV. In- no, on- never. She was one of Velveteen Dreams. Couch girls. couch people, yeah. Um, well, I, I guess that's not. We've a seen first the couch is still there, right? The couches are still <laughs> On top there. Of Dominic but... somewhere. So, so may- maybe she'll go to AEW, where like she, I'm sure she has some friends over there. Uh, I believe she's dating Joey Janela, so it's a shoe. So that gets you a yeah, job instantly, obviously. No, I, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, Brandy Lauren, uh, yeah, she was she was someone who I think her character work stood out more than her. Um, her actual wrestling. Sure. And looking at the AEW div- like women's division, I don't know if you necessarily need a Brandy Lauren right now. And just because you're in a relationship with someone doesn't necessarily of mean course. Um, that you got to go there. Um, but yeah, interesting to see where a lot of these people go. Alexander Wolf's funny because we just we literally just saw him wrestle last night. Yeah. And they wrote him out on TV. And I wonder if he kind of knew beforehand or not. But. Like, he might be thinking, oh, I'm going to have this big match against Walter. They write me out of Imperium. I'm going to have this huge feud. Blow off. And then, no, we're going to beat you up and send you packing. So he'll go to WXW. Yeah, maybe. maybe whenever that's... Although that's, that's WWE, that's, essentially. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, so so they let go of some people. And uh, it seems like that's not too many considering what WWE usually it's like a lot more than just like a few people. Mm. So maybe there's still more. I, I, I don't know, but Who knows, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about over on the AEW side? They've announced some uh, changes, some definite changes. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
moving to TBS come January, and they're going to be having a uh, second show, uh, AEW Rampage. Rampage. Uh, on Friday nights, I believe. Yeah, 10 p.m. So after SmackDown. Um, yeah. And then, and then they're going to be doing four TNT specials per year. So I imagine that would be maybe your, uh, like, what was it? Beach Break, your Fighter Fest. Clash your, of the Champions. Um, the kind of branded pay-per-views we've had on Dynamite, maybe they'll move them more to uh, one of those specials. But what does this mean for the TNT title? TBS title. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, well, we're in Canada, so mm. we watch this on TSN anyway. So this doesn't change. Apparently, no. TSN's going to still air it. So it's like, okay, cool. But... Apparently, it changes some things for Americans. I thought TNT owns TBS. Is that how it works? It's the same Turner. company. It's, it's Turner. Turner yeah. Right, yeah. So I'm a Canadian, and I grew up, we had TBS, mm. and it aired like movie. It was a super channel. It aired movies. It would air some of the wrestling mm-hmm. at WCW, but then it would air a lot of just like repeats of reruns, and that's what it is now, like Peachtree or TBS and stuff. So it's like that I feel like is like a. a a big, a, a little bit of a downgrade from when it compares the channels, but at the same time, it's like if it's still live on TV and you get it, then like who cares? I believe it's more. I think isn't it more your kind of dramas and stuff on TBS? It's more like USA. It's reruns. Whereas, really, I believe the, I, they do a bunch of new stuff as okay. well. I know Conan. Conan. <laughs> I know American Dad. I think is on there. I'm pretty okay. sure they've got some dramas as well. I think it's more like kind yeah, of... Yeah, TBS is strictly comedy, apparently. Okay. Um, <laughs> so. Whereas TNT is going to be more sports. So yeah. rather than trying to get your sports fans across to wrestling, maybe it's get your people like comedy. And to be honest, like maybe it does appeal. Neither you or I are massive sports fans. Right. Like, so I don't know. I don't... It's not going to put off any current fans, but it's whether you're going to attract new people on a different channel or not. Uh, I knew one thing that I liked about TBS, and I put a tweet out today. Uh, I, if if AEW is going to TBS, then they need to bring back Dinner and a Movie. It was the segment they did on like Friday nights. Okay. They'd air a movie, and then they'd throw to these two hosts, and they'd be like... These two hoes? Hosts. Oh, okay. Hosts. hosts. <laughs> I was like, right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they throw these two hosts. Two bitches there just <laughs> chatting about food and movie. They, they throw these two hosts, and then like say the movie is like... Uh, like godfather or something mm. and then they go like well tonight we're making like leave uh leave the gun take the cannolis and right, okay. like pass the meatballs or whatever so okay. like they, t- they tie it into their movie and then when they go to commercial or when they come back from commercial they throw to a little bit they talk about some trivia about the movie and then mm. they go back to the movie so they've done it with wcw guys where they've come back like macho man's been a guest on it okay. and stuff like that so right. it's like it's something I, I want to see brought back. Mm. Get the OG hosts. Someone tweeted me today saying, let Renee Young do it, which is like... Okay, yeah. Uh, someone tell her this idea instantly. Mm. She should be hosting Dinner and a Movie for Dynamite. Dynamite. Dinner and Dynamite. Dinner and Dynamite. Boom. Yeah. I just made a job. You just made a job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it used to be a segment on TBS. And like, yeah, it just aired movies. And that's where I watched so many... like. B-level movies on mm. TBS, so I, it doesn't change anything for us. Also, no. also, there's the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's more a matter, like, if you're a wrestling fan, you're going to find Dynamite. You're going to be able to, whether it's, like, you're tuning onto a different channel, whether it's finding it online, you're going to watch it. I think it's more so, beforehand, it's like, 
you want to get the people who are maybe finishing up watching a game and being like, oh, I think they were showing, oh no, that was TSN, but they yeah. had like old UFC on earlier. So yeah, yeah. it's to get people who are sticking on, oh, all right, maybe I'll give this wrestling a go. But maybe, yeah, you might want to stick around after some comedy, Conan. I guess. Whatever. I guess Conan afterwards. He'll be later. But yeah. we'll see how they do and whether it affects the ratings much. But um, I would say up until now, it seems like like Turner have been fully behind AEW. Like they seem very happy with the numbers and everything. I, I imagine so. I like I know they the world of TV is so different now. Again, people I use the internet. I use streaming services that I pay for. Mm. I might as well just pay for cable, but we don't. We just pay for different things mm. that we we use that are actual like streaming services, but we don't have an actual cable thing. So no. for us we use like certain we pick and choose the channels we want. So uh you, if you want to watch wrestling, the fans will still seek it out yeah. regardless, but um, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll, will Canada get Rampage? Rampage. Rampage. I would hope so, yeah. Like the video game? But like, do we have to do another fucking show? How much fucking like, wrestling <laughs> do you want us to watch? Like, there's already too much wrestling. Yeah. Let's, let's not even, let's not even go, oh, but you know, you get to pick it. No, there's too much wrestling. There's, there's too much It's wrestling. all content now, isn't it? It's just, let's build up those video libraries as much as we can. Uh, so one day they're profitable. That's what it feels like. And y- you can't you can't watch everything. Sorry, Sino. Like, you can't. You can't. You Challenge can't. accepted. <laughs> but, um, did you just but say... But you've got to just pick and choose what you like. Did you just say you uh, video libraries? Yeah. Because you heard, you heard the rumor about uh, this happening. What, the rumor? No, there's no rumor. <laughs> I, I come up with really silly ideas. I'm still sticking to the fact that CM Punk will wrestle... And it'll be some big event, maybe even against Joe. Where's Daniel Bryan? Is he beefing with Cody? I don't know. I don't read these dirt sheets enough. What's going on with the EVPs? And oh yeah, I... right. Yeah, there's oh, all man. those stories coming out about yeah. dissension <sighs> between the EVPs. But then they're doing comedy like tweets about it and stuff. So yeah, yeah. It's I, all... I can I can see there certainly being a clash in philosophies between Cody and Kenny. Like I I can totally believe that. Um, but yeah, whether it's as as bad as people are saying it is, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, very very strange. At the end of the day, Tony Khan's the boss, right? This is true. He's the the fantasy booker. Mm. He's the leader. Uh, overall, like um, double or nothing's in a few weeks. We will be doing a watch along and post show for that on our Twitch, mm. twitch.tv slash up next podcast, as well for in your house uh, NXT takeover. We'll be doing the same thing. So looking ahead to two like pay per views here in AEW. Uh, has like a pretty good one here. And I know the Cody Rhodes thing was like the huge story oh, yeah, of the we'll week. We'll get into that more today. Yeah, it's like the, the Cody Rhodes promo. I would say, I said last week, I'm like, I still see people liking this because the way he talks is good. But what he's saying is kind of like, uh, just a little tone deaf maybe. And uh, <laughs> I saw so many memes because there's a, there's a rapper named Logic. Yeah. Who, uh, he, on a lot of songs always mention, has to mention that he's biracial. Right. So I saw so many memes of Cody, like talking about, like, yeah, biracial. He's bi-. It's like, there's so many memes of people going off. And then Anthony Agogo cuts this promo that was put on their Twitter, for, I think from like Dark or Elevation or whatever. Mm. Another, two other or their shows that they already have. Uh, and Agogo, like, cuts this amazing, him and QT, your boy QT, cut this amazing promo. And all I know is, when's Double or Nothing? May 30th? Yeah. May 30th, I'm a Canadian. But on May 30th, I'm a Brit. I'm standing tall. Gonna. 
I'm not engaging in any of this patriotism <laughs> bollocks, to be honest. <laughs> you, know, Rock, you have a Union Jack laying around? Uh, do. No, I don't, I don't think I do, actually. No. no. I'm not very proud as a Brit, to be honest. <laughs> I find patriotism so fucking stupid. Just be nice to each other. You want to wrestle. You want to wrestle and you want to beat Cody. And Cody wants to wrestle right. and use his dad's name. Cool. Yeah. And he wants to punch people. Mm. So, yeah. So you don't agree with... Yeah, Cody should be... I've, I've taken out basketball player. Now I'm going to take out a boxer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could do that. That's, Who that's, else has he taken out? Um, I don't know. Ring of Honor? Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thrown that one time yeah uh my friend's beer she still hasn't let him off for that um i don't know uh something to do with snoop dogg and his theme song i don't know but (laughs) overall i'm looking forward to uh i like how AEW also pushes different things on their socials and the different uh, complaining about all the shows but the different shows that they promote things on are are pretty interesting and i thought the promo was pretty good from ogogo to Mm. me i'm just learning about this guy i've never heard of this guy Mm. before AEW, so you you could just tell me he's a box. WWE would just be like, this guy's a boxer. He's won all these gold medals, and it's like it could not be true at all. But I'm believing well, WWE it. wouldn't. They wouldn't <laughs> say he's a boxer at all. Like, what? Well, what do you mean? They say when someone's like got a past of like wrestling or UFC. It depends who it is. Depends if they want to push the guy or not. Yeah. Otherwise, like Shayna Baszler, she comes in and she's a vampire on Raw. You know, like <laughs> you go, wait, isn't doesn't she have a legit fighting background? Isn't that just the the made for story there? No, she bites people on the neck. She okay. Just feels like it. Talking of biting people on the neck, we have our Dawn of the Dead review coming out <laughs> this weekend, uh, Friday. Dawn of the Dead review. This is true. We just recorded it uh, today. We're talking about the Zack Snyder 2004 movie, and mm. it's it still holds up, uh, honestly. We talk all about zombies, Walking Dead, uh, Train to Busan, just a little bit of everything, and uh, it was a lot of fun to talk about some zombies. Because uh, in a week or so, when Army of the Dead comes out, because Zombies so hot right now, mm. we're going to talk all about Army of the Dead. We'll do yes, a free movie review for that on this very feed. But if you like free shows, well, you should should uh, come hang out tomorrow. Because tomorrow night, we are doing a best match ever, Hannah Kamara. Yep. We will be joined by WH Park. Uh, we selected five matches uh, from the career of Hannah Kamara. Um, and we'll be talking all about them, doing a best match ever, just dissecting them. Uh, I'm sure WH is going to teach us a whole lot of stuff about uh, Hannah Kimura and Joshi uh, and all of that stuff. So looking forward to that one. I thought you were going to say he was going to teach me how to properly pronounce some of these people's names. Cause that too. He that but- too. I butcher them a lot, yes. but I, I, I try. I'm trying. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to record it tomorrow night. So join us on Twitch at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to record the show, but then I'll put it out for patrons early on. But then sometime like Saturday evening or Saturday night, I'll put it here on this very free feed as well. So, uh, if you're not, if you're someone who's maybe not too familiar with Hannah Kimura, like Davey mentioned, uh, we linked some of the matches up on the post forum and on our Patreon post there. So go check it out or, uh, just certain, there's a lot of free uploaded stardom matches uh, on YouTube and such. Mm. And honestly, these uh, these women can can go. I watched a few today, and I'm like, holy! So I can't wait to talk all about that with. Uh, it's like a like we 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 all get super into like your your Oscars or your Io Shirai's Carrie Sains. It's like they're they're just now going, huh? 
the Joshi style seems to be working. Let's just take another star from it's like a feeder yeah. system that we don't know is a feeder system. So it's like, well, I mean, we do, but <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's pretty awesome. So we're going to be talking about stuff we don't always talk about. So, uh, zombies, Joshis, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and then don't forget next week, next Thursday night, the sing along Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Next yeah. Thursday. We, Far yeah. Out. I'm thinking, I guess we've announced Thursday now. I'm just thinking with AEW not being Wednesday, would it just... Oh, so you want to do Wednesday night? Maybe. Fuck. We could. Oh, is there no Dynamite on Wednesday? No, it's on Friday. Okay, guys, so we're doing Wednesday <laughs> night. So you would have been watching Dynamite anyway. Yeah. What's on at 8 p.m.? Nothing. Us. Beauty and the Beast. 8 p.m. Twitch.tv slash up next podcast. This will not be recorded. This will just be a Twitch. Oh, I guess it will be. So yeah, you can watch it. Yeah, you can rewatch it on Twitch. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> so come hang out and watch Beauty and the Beast next Wednesday night, week from tonight. Yes, Boom. That makes more sense. Yeah, right? sorry. We, we changing all the time. Yeah. Sorry if anyone took work off for this. And the Twitch is asking if we'll be doing uh, BD Elite next Friday. Uh, yes. I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. That's cool. We're both about. Yeah, that works. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, check out all the stuff. Loads of us. Loads of us. Yeah. Again, follow the socials for all the updates and join the Facebook group, the uh, the special. I was going to say elusive. I don't know. Is, is That's not the right word. Exclusive. The BDE? The, sorry, the behind the BDE? No, the Facebook group. Oh, uh, elusive? Yeah, I, I guess think, elusive. Is, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, a nice Facebook group. It's a, friendly people. It's a, we are all mostly friendly. Yeah. There's that guy Chuck in there. He doesn't seem too friendly, but there's a few people in there that are friendly. Uh, so go join that. We we let anybody in. We let all you hoes in to the Facebook group, and uh, we post up forward feedback threads and all that stuff. And if you are a patron, um, you get to call into BD Elite. So a reminder after we review, if you're in the Twitch chat right now, we'll take calls from any patrons here on the show as well. Uh, but yeah. Go patreon.com for all the stuff because five bucks gets you all the shows and everything in the back catalog. Yada, yada, yada. Let's talk about some dynamite. Let's get into it. Let's talk about dynamite from Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. We're on the road to double or nothing. I mentioned we're on the road to your house. Mm. We're on the road to the casino. The casino, yeah. Right? It's not in Vegas though, right? No, just Daly's Place still. Okay, all right. And then they're moving, I think. Oh. They're going to start touring soon oh, in the summer. Interesting. Um, you burnt your wrist during the first match, <laughs> so uh, true story. I took a bump, so I'll tell you all about Christian. I, I took a better bump than the blood and guts match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just watched Samurai Cop, yeah, uh, which was terrible with Brandon from New Jersey last week. And there's a spot in that movie where the a bad spot. guy, <laughs> yeah, where the bad guys are, th- are threatening to use hot oil, and then they they use it as yeah. a weapon. Well, I felt like. It, That's what happened to you, yeah. Yeah, it hurts. It's uh, nasty. I took care of it, so I should be all right. I just don't want the bubbles. That no, sounds gross. No, no. Sorry for anyone. Luckily, we've got a lot of after sun and aloe vera and stuff yeah. anyway, because we've we're, had a... We're beach bumps now? Yeah, we've had an up next summer. <laughs> <laughs> up next summer. You heard it yeah. here first. Yeah, my wrist is okay, but tell the people what happened in this match. So we start off with Christian Cage taking on Matt Seidel. Uh, Christian kicks Seidel in the back of the knee as he attempts a moonsault off the second rope. Uh, Christian's working a bit more of a aggressive style. He seemed kind of pissed off in, during the whole match because obviously he wanted to take on one of Taz's guys and not Seidel. Uh, Christian's just slapping him across the face, applying the cravat. There's a diving uppercut for a two from Christian and he keeps on going for the pins. Uh, he's working on the back, applying backbreakers, stomping away on the back. 
Finally, Seidel counters with a beautiful-looking Rana, followed by a Meteora for a two. Christian hits another backbreaker and sets up for the spear, but it gets countered into a sunset flip. There's then a missed top rope cross body from Christian, and then Seidel goes for the moonsault. Christian moves, but he lands on his feet, but gets hit by the spear immediately from Christian. And then we notice Christian's a little busted in the mouth there. Uh, he sets up for the I'm prettier, but Seidel... Sorry, the kill switch, is it now? Right, yes. Uh, but it's uh, countered with a knee from Seidel. And then Seidel goes for like a standing corkscrew shooting star. But Christian gets the knees up, hits the kill switch, and Christian wins. Yes. Christian, Undefeated. Christian Cage. Christian. Don't call him Christian. Christian and Big Show. Christian versus Matt... Sorry, Christian versus Evan Bourne? Mm. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I said I hurt my wrist, but I was watching now because we have a great living room where we mm. can watch things from different views now. We're not in the basement. Uh, and it was it was a fine match. It was weird because the last Christian match felt like a WWE match in AEW. It got that vibe with Kaz, I was remember. Oh, sorry. It was with Hobbs, was it not? Uh, Kaz was the first one, yeah. yeah and then yeah. we had Hobbs, I think. So this one, like, it, ha- it had the cool element because it's like storyline layering because there's that battle royal. Mm. And Christian clearly didn't want to fight this guy, but he's trying to step up here. So it's like letting you, again, I like how they let other pieces maneuver in with mm. other things. Uh, but obviously Christian going over makes more sense because he's like the viable guy that could win that Battle yes. Royal. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, the only reason Matt didn't win was because Mike Seidel wasn't out there he with wasn't him. wasn't there, no. So the power of yoga didn't work. Very true. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I, I'm finding it weird watching Christian Cage. There you go. Yeah. Um, because it's like he hasn't changed for mm-hmm. me. Like, he, he looks as good as he did seven-odd years ago. Um, another fine match from him. Like, nothing... Nothing outstanding that I'm going to tell you to go and watch, but just a solid, good wrestling match to kick off the show. Uh, yeah, Christian's still looking great. Uh, Sino in the chat, what up, Sino, says this is their first time matchup they've ever fought. Interesting. Which yeah, is get, crazy, considering... They crossed over, wouldn't they? Seidel was in TNA before Christian was in TNA. Yeah. Then Christian goes to TNA, then Seidel signs with WWE. So, so did they never cross over? I, I reckon they were in the company. No. They must have been in the company at the same time, but I guess they've never fought. They've so. had matches, but never Sorry, one-on-one. yeah, never one-on-one All match. Right. Interesting, yeah. Um, at the end of the match, Christian picks up uh, Seidel and kind of gives him the sign of respect. And that's when Taz gets off commentary, because he's been on the whole match, and says that both your, you guys suck, and one day your day will come. Ricky Starks comes out um, looking fresh. Yeah, I hope he's uh, okay. And yeah, a bit of a surprise to see him after his injury. But he says, uh, no matter what you've heard about me, alluding to this injury, I am absolute Ricky Starks and I will be front and center. And I will not be on the sidelines like these losers, pointing at the kind of fake crowd of mm. uh, AEW Dark Elevation. And then Hook, Hobbs and Cage run from behind, attack Seidel and Cage when Hangman comes out with a drink, gives it to Ricky to look after, staggers to the ring. He's taken on both guys while he's drunk. He gets thrown to the apron, but hits the buckshot lariat drunk, but gets caught into the F5. But Hangman slips up off and then gets chop blocked from behind by Hook. And then Cage power bombs him as Ricky's standing tall, uh, drinking uh, Cage's drink. Damn. 
Uh, I hope they're both vaxxed. I I love the the fact that it's again weaving in other stories that are happening here with Hangman and Cage, and uh, I kind of almost forgot about this match, and then I was like, oh yeah, this that sounds pretty good, and I I love Hangman. Hangman's been like been used sparingly lately, Mm. like he's been on the sidelines for definitely, and I guess his his double or nothing match will definitely maybe elevate him back because we got to go to Kenny versus Hangman. At some point for a big pay-per-view, the next one possibly or yeah, something. I, I think Hangman's got to be the guy to take the title from him. Yeah. So it's just keeping him distracted with other stories. But but I think he's still, I don't think these kind of lesser feuds are hurting him at all. So I'm super interested in seeing Cage versus Page because both guys are pretty good wrestlers. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I like the fact that it it makes me want to see both two different things now going that's what i think is good like the casino battle it's a battle royal match essentially and i never really care too much about them but i like that they do build up storylines that are part of it like team taz are going to have a heavy presence in that match and will be probably making sure that christian doesn't win um but yeah also tying in with the singles match with uh page and cage uh yeah thought pretty strong to start with uh got me interested in both feuds yeah, like give these guys some time. It's technically a number one contenders eliminator, whatever they mm. call it. So I want to see it. And is Hangman the guy, or does Hangman still come short when he fights Kenny? He still teases this because because I don't want to. You know, I like my conspiracy theories, and mm. I joke, but like I think Daniel Bryan staying with WWE. But could you fucking imagine if there is some possibility where he comes in here? You would clearly not want to have. You would want to have that match. Is what I'm saying. You would want to do Kenny versus. Brian yeah. as the main first. I mean, you like, couldn't do that for three months anyway. True. This is true. So Hangman's not beating Kenny. Hangman Actually, no, that's not... I don't think that's the case because oh, his okay. contract expired. Or yeah. does it? I, I, I don't know. Something, te- something tells me he's fighting Walter, which I'm super happy about too. Mm. But like, I think he's still staying in yeah, the Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. But there, there's like... There's the big match, I think, is... Hangman and Kenny for AEW. I agree, and I still, I still have my my end game of Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega on the back burner. It's just not happening anytime soon. Do you think they could go to that match at uh, like whatever the next pay per view is, and Hangman still comes short? Yeah, one hundred. That's like what you I mean. Build it up. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. He's, I could, I could see that. It's Kawada Masawa because already this, considering AEW only have what four pay per views per year, like yeah. actual big pay per views. This feels a weird title match. I like Pac and I like Orange Cassidy. But it feels like that feels a bit TV. Neither guy feels hot enough. I feel when you're doing four shows per year, your title match should be a hot like singles match each time. And it, yeah. it feels a bit um, feels a bit like a B pay-per-view. You know what yeah, I mean? And yeah, you really okay. shouldn't have a B pay-per-view when you only have four. Yeah, that's true. Because their focus wants to be on this like stadium stampede as the big match, but like we want to see like quality title matches, yeah, pay per view matches. But so I'm sure it will. Do and whatever. I can't think who another contender would be. I guess you do. I probably Christian. Maybe Christian's the next one, and then you do Page. Yeah. Uh Yeah. True. Or Christian's a big TV special one, mm. right? That yeah. gets his title shot for TV, which hangs off, holds off Hangman for later on. Uh, we go to Brian Pillman Jr., the Varsity Blondes. Uh, they're cutting a promo because they have a title shot against the Young Bucks tag titles. And Pillman Jr. here says that the Bucks say the only reason I'm here is because my dad was famous. And he says, well, that's not what got me here. 
that's what made me stay away, my dad, because I didn't want to become what he became. And well, I got into wrestling and wrestling saved me. And uh, then then they they mentioned the fact that uh, the dark side of the ring thing. And I, I, we mentioned it just last week or so. Mm. But that episode made me want to go. This guy needs to be champion. Book him in everything. So I think they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Giving them some shine here. But uh, we have Griff Garrison and, and Julia Hart who's mm. joined them. So uh, a Pillman and a Hart once again together. Aww. And they're just again like, ah, oh, I just want you to just do the best <laughs> ever. Uh, this is slowly becoming like the, a great tag team a great little unit here the the three group here they feel old school yeah even though they're like so young yeah there's definitely like they've just got that real old school uh white meat baby face thing about them but even the promo felt very like just kind of blank wall behind them and felt very stripped back and i i liked it i think it's it works for them because these guys are young and they they should hopefully have long careers so this is it feels like they're in that, like, blonde Steve Austin stage 100%. before you upgrade and change the look and everything. Yeah. Uh, I just need him to do the pose, the Hollywood blonde, yeah. like, the posing <laughs> thing from the thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I I love this team now. Simply be from watching Dark Side of the Ring. We were kind of riffing on him. Like, all he does is the, the clothesline. Yeah. The springboard clothesline. And it's like... Other than that, he he doesn't like stand out too much. But then he started; he, he's slowly coming into his own, definitely in this match here mm. tonight. But uh, even here in a short little promo, I was like, "All right, like super cool." And I see Sino in the chat right now says, "Poor Griff Garrison's already the Genetti," and I say, "No, I say absolutely not." He's Edge. He's Edge, and who who does crazy dives too, which we'll get to. But yeah, we go. You think <laughs> you think Griff Garrison is taking Brian Pillman out and throwing? What, what is it? Sean called it the, not the Yahoo. What is it? The the Yahoo. No, what did he call it in the Sean Doc? Coke. Oh yeah. He's like Yao or something like that. Yayo. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yayo. So hopefully he's not the Marty. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, what I'm saying is the Varsity Blondes here are working for yeah, me definitely. Me too. Uh, we go to Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Uh, they're upset about the acclaimed who are their opponents tonight. Mm. I don't know if you know, but the acclaimed have put out, uh, like a, an album. Oh, like it's on Spotify, Apple music, all that stuff. And it's like all their, this is right for pe- from people. Basically it's the beginning is Bowen's intro where Bowen's is like, yo, this is the acclaimed. And then it's like, kick it. And then just all caster who does it every right <laughs> it's just all his entrances is it? it's like all his like rap videos that they've made okay. and like because they did a new music video dissing kingston and moxley right. for this match here tonight where they dressed up like them in mm. in a prison cell and stuff it was it's pretty well made for like a quick right like a, nice. a match for tv but eddie and john were not fans of this here because mox and kingston say uh, the acclaimed, we don't really know who these guys are. The one guy's a rapper, and then there's that other guy who's not the rapper. <laughs> it, it's funny, yeah. Like, Mox is like, who Who are these guys? And then he's like, one's a rapper, the other is his friend. And under his breath, Moxie just goes, rapper. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, then they like, me- fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> they mention that the Young Bucks invited them to a super kick party, and he's like, well... Uh, what does that entail? Says Eddie. Like, does this mean we have to bring super kicks? Do we provide the super kicks? Do we get super kicks at said super kick party? Well, we're gonna 
break the bricks off these boys because we accept. We want to go to the super kick party. That's if they win tonight mm. in their tag team title match. But first, we got to go through the acclaimed, who are actually the, the, another one of the high-ranked tag teams, apparently. There was a like quite an obvious cut during this there was yeah and i reckon it's because these guys just set a camera and just improvise for quite a long time i think they said something that they decided and they then they go <laughs> pick whatever you want because these feel so improvised and i love it like you can tell their mates they're just bouncing off each other so well yeah uh, you could tell maybe they said something that <laughs> they were like ah we'll cut this yeah out. <laughs> it's better if we don't because then they said something about bricks and something i was like mm, you're throwing in a safety there it's like when old school rappers needed to do the radio edits so instead of back in the day they would record words in the slots because they knew they would just get blanked out yeah and it's like there's always two versions of songs and mm. it's like i'm gonna kick your ass and it's like i'm gonna kick your butt <laughs> <laughs> so that match is uh Next, and well, we get a little insert promo from the acclaimed again, which I actually wish they just aired the music video right before they came out. I think it would have done them justice because the, the videos was pretty funny. Uh, and I see mixed reactions from the acclaimed mm. because I see some people who are like, "Oh, I get tagged on Twitter, and I love it. Keep tagging me, people." But they're like, "Oh, is this the video that gets them canceled? Is this the lines they did the the match against the Buffalo Boys?" Uh, Kevin Bennett, who's mm-hmm. also like a rapper gimmick, who did this exact gimmick that the Acclaimed are doing, but in the indies, mm. which I thought was fantastic. And here the Acclaimed kind of do it. Uh, and uh, Ke- is it Blackwood right, as well? Yeah. And and that was pretty aw- that was pretty awesome to see those guys work because they're smash regulars from Toronto and Buffalo scene. But the Acclaimed, did, they should have aired that here. But then they say that... Uh, the Eddie Eddie looks like he's he's like stolen his clothes. He says uh, we have Eddie from the bodega, and we <laughs> yes. have uh, the lunatic cringe John Moxley. Uh, uh, but we're ranked higher in the tag division, and you want to have a, you want a shot, you have to come through us, and we'll take your asses out. So Mike drop, Mike drop. Well, they come out for the match now. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley come out. Well, John Moxley now has a different version of Wild Thing. Mm. It's the the one Onita actually uses. Yeah. Uh, I'm blanking on who... It's the woman singing, right? Yeah, but it's... I a, can't remember. Is it Joan Jett? It's not the... Uh, oh, man. It's not I'm, Joan Jett, no. I don't... I'm blanking on it. Someone's going to be mad at me. I shouldn't... We should know this. Um, well, they come out to it, and it sounds great. But then the acclaimed come out. It's a bit more energetic than the than the original one. The OG it, one. It works a bit better, I think, actually. Yeah. Uh, is it the chi- Cherry Bombs? Trogs. The Trogs? I don't know. Oh, Chip Taylor, the Major League version. Okay. From the movie. Right. Interesting. Okay. Thank you, Sino. Um, so we go to this match, but the acclaimed come out now, and this is where they have another freestyle. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why they didn't air the other one. And uh, <laughs> Max Caster says uh, something about these these paradigm guys exchange valentine's gift paradigm shift exchange for <laughs> valentine's gift uh kingston's dressed like oh four in a new pair of uh, and it looks like a box of newports uh and hey mox call your girl because she's in my mentions she's trying to hit me up for some oral sessions oh and then the crowd boo and it cuts to moxley and he's kind of like not impressed and then they it's it's bowens who goes what what? He means she wants to get him on her podcast. What? <laughs> and 
Moxley attacks them yeah. right away here. But I thought that was a very good line. line. Yeah. Yes. That's what I mean. It's like uh, some people are against some of the like shit he's saying and stuff because he's just trying to get it. It's just cheap heat converted yeah. into rapping. Like yeah. it's another thing that's. I'd never blame the performer anyway. Like especially the stuff on Dark. It's like that's all taped. Yeah. You know, like you can cut shit. Like True. be mad at the. Uh, just, why are we always mad? <laughs> what I'm saying can is we so- get through a show without talking about cancelled as well? <laughs> Fuck, I'm so bored of it. Well, I, I'm not saying. Well, they're not cancelled. No, but you were like, "Is he cancelled?" Because he said this on Dark. I'm like, no. Well, wait, no, I didn't say that. I, I, I said like sometimes people get upset that some of the stuff he says is like going too far. But I personally don't see that because in wrestling, like, yeah, we've seen people go far all the time, mm. and wrestling fans where you're like secretly like it. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's it's just the hip hop equivalent of it. But I like the the line about oral sessions, which I still think is a funny name for a podcast. So Moxley attacks them right off the bat, and Kingston and him are tagging in and out as they're beating up these guys who they still don't know who they are. Uh, they tag in and out. When the acclaimed keep trying to get them down, Mox and Kingston are just like using their their old school bullying mentalic, mentality here. There's Mox who gets a hot tag with a pile driver at one point. There's then a DDT, the, the paradigm shift, which is blocked. Uh, acclaimed gets some offense when they hit their suplex crossbody combo that we've seen them hit a few times. Max Caster goes for the chain, but then the ref is distracted. But while he's using the chain, Moxley comes in with the boom box, which is from the acclaimed. And then it's Kingston who manages to tag Moxley, comes in. They take out Bowens and they hit the wheelbarrow into the paradigm shift or the paradise shift, as my spell correct <laughs> tells me. And that's a different move. And Eddie Kingston and John Moxley beat the highly ranked team of the acclaimed. Yeah. I guess they are now the acclaimed. Sure. Um, yeah, I thought this was quite fun. Um, I like that Moxley and Kingston will cheat if they need to. Like, it works for them. Be like, ah, fuck, they bought in a chain, we'll use the boombox. Um, I I don't like their gear at all, but I think it works for them. Yeah. Like, like if you were to tune in right now and you'd see the acclaimed and you'd see these two, you wouldn't think these two are the stars. Right, because they know, just look like... they're just in, like, tracksuit bottoms and hoodies and stuff. But I, it does work for their characters, especially Kingston. Like, it's the... The no fucks given from the streets kind of thing. So from it the does, streets, it does work, but doesn't really scream star to me at all. Um, but yeah, this is fun. Fun little this. match. Yeah, it was kind of quick, but the acclaim. I, I I think their rap part is better than their match part so far. But maybe they just haven't had a big, like lengthy match because I see. I feel like their matches are kind of short. But yeah, uh, overall, so far they're not too bad. Um, and I recommend checking out some of their their mean raps because it's funny so we go to chris jericho who's backstage now chris jericho is doing the complete opposite of what chris jericho was doing for like the past year with marvez it's like yeah marvez he always called him an idiot and he's like oh like he's his pal he's so chummy and like before jericho walks around he doesn't want to talk to anyone Mm. just the inner circle and stuff but now he's like hey marvez stop you're like you're you're pissing off the man of a thousand holds dean malenko (laughs) who's just chilling with chris jericho and then he goes, ah, well, you're the man of 1004. You got four on me or something like that. It's like, it's totally like raw. Like what they would do with. It was like, cute. Yeah. It? It's like they were purposely going for this. Like, well, you're a baby face now. We got to get it over. How? Well, we got Dean here. Could, you know, your friends, your mates. Yeah. Uh, it was a nice thing, Dean. Um, 
I'll get to Jericho later. Like this is fine. It was it was funny. It was cute with the thousand holds thing. But uh, I want Dean versus Jericho. Dean this, this D Malenko. Oh Malenko, yes. Like uh, this is planting the seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Malenko's going to turn on him. Just one more match, Jericho Malenko, <laughs> or what does he call him, Dino Stinko Malenko? Yeah, something like that. Uh, so Jericho's going to come out later, but in the ring, Tony Schiavone, Scorpio Sky, and All Ego Ethan Page. Sc- Sky starts off by saying, "All my life, I grew up watching wrestling, and I always wanted to be just like Sting." But Sting, all those stingers know that you're not the same man you once were. So you better sit down or I'll put you down. Stay out of our business. All Ego says, skedaddle, Tony Schiavone. We don't need you here anymore. And Sky, you did it already. You put Sting down. You took him out. You took Sting off TV. That was you. And then, well, then we took Darby for a ride down those steps and, well, we can't take all the credit. Miro will be a great champion. He was very uh, dominant in his match against Darby. But I'm here to take everything away from Darby Allen. And then he kind of gets really, uh, really angry, really intense and says, Darby, I am the nail in your coffin. As the lights go out, the snow falls in Jacksonville, Florida. And the, and the lights come back on. Sting makes his way down to the ring, but it's a distraction as Darby comes from behind with the skateboard, attacks them. They put the Scorpion Deathlock on as Sky is screaming. So Scorpion Deathlock on Scorpio Sky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. Sting puts the Scorpion <laughs> Deathlock on Scorpio Sky. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Say that ten times fast. So... They scare both of these guys off, uh, and then the Dark Order come out out of the tunnel and kind of like show like we're like we good lads, yeah, we good. So then it's kind kind of like a union agreement here, Mm. but then it scares off the bad guys of Sky and Page. But yeah, it's it's crazy because when you heard Sting was coming in, and like is he is he not going to wrestle? I don't think Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky would have been top of my list of like opponents for for Sting, but you know I like that they're going for younger talent. You know they could they could have just done oh well let's do Sting Jericho and Sting uh, Sting Cody and that, but I feel that would have felt very WCW right, like just having the old guy's yeah. face. And yeah. I like that it's mixing in. Um, Shivani confirms later that. This will not be a Sinner match. We promise. It's Sting wrestling in the ring. That's happening. Uh, the promo, Sky, I think Sky's sounding better and better every week. There's still something that I'm just a bit disconnected from him. And I don't know what it quite is. I don't know if it maybe feels a bit scripted. Um, maybe. I, I think he's sounding better. And he's, he's definitely better than he was. It's like he's been hanging out with Ethan Page, who's really good at talking. Page is so great, yeah. He's like, maybe it's it's working. But yeah, I, I actually really like this, and it makes me want to see this match. Mm. They did the, the, a good job of selling me on this match. I think so. It's official Darby and Sting versus Sky and Page in an actual match. Yes. Yeah, so Sting's going to wrestle. Yeah. Actually, no camera he's cuts. He's been doing a bunch of physicality anyway. Yeah. So it's a tag match. All those weeks of coming out on Dynamite, yeah. and now he's got to wrestle. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it. I'm, I'm stoked to see Sting wrestle. Yeah. I want to make it a last rights match. 
I will he be wearing a t-shirt? I hope not. Can you put money on it? Probably somewhere, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put all my money, all next month's Patreon money on he's wearing a he's t-shirt. He's wearing a t-shirt. Oh, I don't yeah. think he is. You don't what is he going to wear? He wear his his singlet. Yeah, under his t-shirt. <laughs> no, he will take the t-shirt off. He'll, this oh, is pay-per-view. What happens, though, if we put money on him wearing a t-shirt and he wears a t-shirt, but then he takes it off? No, he's going to wear it for the whole match. What if he takes it off halfway through? Halfway through? Yeah. I mean, you've got to see what the bookies give you, but... Um, it's tough. I No, I think he needs to... I think it's got to be within, like... It's got to come off within the first, like, two minutes of him like being in the ring so you think because he might start off and then he might go like oh takes it off and goes woo you know right yeah because he's sting I don't know I think he's wearing the shirt or maybe he's got like some gear made like I would hope he's got gear like 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 MVP from like the 2000s like he's he's probably not in that bad shape he's probably not at all he's probably in great shape he just always wears this shirt he he didn't in his uh, two WWE matches his paper matches he did on Raw he did in the tag match yeah. He did wear the when he teamed with Cena. What did, he, did he wear a shirt in the in the street fight no. cinema match? Oh, the cinema match. Yeah, he wore the yeah. shirt. Yeah, he loves that yeah. shirt. What, who would win Naito versus Sting in a like shirt off match? Instead of like, it sounds terrible. <laughs> um, Just the normal match, but they both wear shirts. Sting, <laughs> fuck Naito. <laughs> just he's always just coming out talking wearing his shirt he's just like hey i'm sting what's going on yeah now he's gonna wrestle finally so that's literally what you're you're literally in a shirt talking right now. no i mean like he comes he out does, he sits there in his chair wearing a shirt it's like and it's, talks about wrestling it's 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 just <laughs> no, a guy, yeah it's just a guy who comes out and he's always He's just always not wrestling, and like I always think he looks so weird with the t-shirt on. Yeah, I, like, rather, I bet he looks fine. I'd rather him it. have like an old saggy body, which is probably way better than that in the singlet. But the t-shirt, I'm always can't, I hate that. Can't you know, get that last made, match though? on Nitro, which is Flair versus Sting. Yeah, and they're both just wrestling in their t-shirts. Yeah, they're it's like, like come on, it. lads. I don't know. I just feel like he needs something made. Like you don't need to wear a t-shirt. This company has a lot of money. Just. I think something. he'll just wear his classic black and white. Stinger. You think he's wearing a singlet? Yeah. All right. Singlet, sting, singlet showing sting. up. But they should just promote that. People will be like, fuck yeah. No, that's the next match. <laughs> so we had the Sinner match. Now we've got, this is the first time Sting's in the ring. Next time it's like, and we're going to get singlet sting. Then we can have Wolfpack sting. What, what, what kind of have, Wolfpack sting? Is he going to wear a Wolfpack? No, it's sting. red and black. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. We'll All that right. down the line. Damn. When he, who likes red? We'll team with someone who likes red. Amazing red and red velvet. Red velvet, yeah. Red Is velvet it? sting. <laughs> Against Jade Cargill and Mark Sterling. <laughs> Ooh. I have Mark Wahlberg in my notes. Oh, man. We'll Is he in the show? Later. I wish. Fuck. Uh, so, <laughs> we'll see Sting wrestle and we're so excited. We go to a dinner with the Pinnacle. The Pinnacle are at some restaurant, probably at the, the finest steakhouse in jacksonville mm-hmm. and the pinnacle are eating dinner drinking some some wine and feeling fancy mjf at the head of the table here says not quite says chris jericho your humor is like a 13 year old you're just think everything's funny with your silly catchphrases and it's stupid with your bubbly it's dumb it's stupid 
and everyone laughs and you always laugh, but I always get the last laugh. Dax chimes in and says, don't you know that we are the best unit in all of pro wrestling? We showed the inner circle when we beat them in blood and guts. We cemented our legacy and it's time we get our dues. We get our gold here in in AEW and create this legacy, this foundation, and not some dog and pony show like last year at the Stadium Stampede. So this year, it's going to be serious. And Sean Spears this whole time was like waiting for the server to come around to pour more red wine in his glass. He just got so mad that the server was taking too long that he attacks the server, beats him up, holds him down to the table while he says, I wanted my drink, pours his drink, and they say, we'll see the inner circle if they accept their challenge. And then they let the guy go and they go, sorry, we just we just wanted a drink. I'm not letting Sean Spears into Gabby's next time no. he's back in yeah. Toronto. Um, no, clearly, I hope they, they, they tip him. So well. disrespectful. Tully did throw him money to like cover it. Well, they didn't want a lawsuit. Yeah, Tully was like, this should cover it and threw him some money. If someone did this to you, and then Tully came to you and went, listen, kid, how much to make this not be a thing? If they did this to you, what would you take? Like 300 bucks? Because you could sue them and like... Oh, no, I, yeah. thousands. Yeah, it had to be a lot more. Yeah. Especially if it's on TV, live on TNT. Yeah, yeah. And you're a name? Yeah. Like, I know who you are? Yeah. You're Sean Spears? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. could get a lot of money out of him, for sure. Definitely. Uh, Canadian yeah, no, money. Like, a few thousand, yeah. Yeah. Be like, look, sure. why did you grab me like that? You shouldn't be touching me. Mm. Yeah. I, I thought this was really rude of them. It was very rude. Which they're, they're, bad, they're bad, bad guys. guys. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind them cutting a promo, and I, I like bad guys who are in suits and eating fancy dinners and steak dinners. Mm. Uh, they missed an opportunity of MJF making fun of Longhorn Steakhouse. Uh, they should have been at the Longhorn Steakhouse, mm. I think, because uh, of the title thing. But I didn't. I I didn't like the, the waiter thing at all. Actually, it like I was just like ah, like there's so it, many. It was cr- a bit forced. Yeah, it reminded yeah. me of you know when uh, when the young bucks were flick it, flipping back and forth, and they broke Tony Schiavone's phone. Do you remember? And we're right. like, that was that was a bit much. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought it was a bit much. I something's not connecting with these guys with me, and I quite like uh, like Spears. Obviously, I'm. We're not biggest fans of, but like I like FTR, I like Wardlow, I like MGF, MJF, but something's not quite connecting with me. Um, and maybe it's because it's it feels a bit forced that they're trying to be the new faction. And they've, even though they won blood and guts, I feel they've been losing every week essentially. Like in I mean, the actual feud, I yeah. Like I mean, they won the much. match, they so, won the match, yeah. but yeah, I'm. I'm not really buying these guys yet. It's it. I guess it's tough because Inner Circle, like for the past year, kept doing those like segments with MJF, where mm. like they're in Vegas and like do the Hangover and all this stuff. That proves that shows to you as like the the list the the viewers like oh like this team goes places. They have money to travel even during this like pandemic, and it's tough to go film things and stuff like that. But like Pinnacle's like we're at some random setup for what's supposed to be some restaurant. Mm. And then they're just cutting a promo. I'm like, it just felt like usually there's a bit more substance and things behind these segments. In, in AEW especially, like Jericho and MJF were at a restaurant when they sang yeah. and stuff. But it's like, it just felt weird. It, it was when the waiter thing happened. I'm just like, okay, well, it's not even like... Crazy. There's more fun in the Inner Circle ones, for sure. Yeah, and I, I know maybe they're not trying to be your fun heels. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I just I don't think I'm enjoying this feud. Really? Yeah, maybe not. I I, I it doesn't interest me really. Yeah. I think maybe maybe if we'd have had before that they kind of all came together maybe more of a history between like Guevara and Spears and more of a history between FTR and Santana and Ortiz and stuff like that. So it actually felt when they came together, there is this long history. Whereas the history is only really MJF and Jericho, it feels like. It would make more sense if one of these guys was a champion. All, it all comes down to who's the champ. Because mm-hmm. they talk about championships in this and none of these people are champions. No. So it's really weird. But again, it's like when you're talking about who's the top, it's the champions. And none of these people are that. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe the Bucks lose the titles to one of these people and that, that takes over. I don't know. It's weird. I don't think it needs a title involved, but I just, I don't think I'm, I think I'm over, I'm think I'm bored of the inner circle. I think I'm bored of Jericho. So you want them honest. to break up and yeah, because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. That's, that's what needs to happen. I think because I still don't really take the pinnacle too seriously. Yeah. They're trying to be evolution. They're trying the four horsemen. That's the word. Thing. Like they're trying, like it, very forced with like the breaking the bottle with Spears and stuff. And it's what is he the wild card of the group? Crazy Sean Spears. Is that his new gimmick? He's crazy. He's just fucking psycho. And is that it? I guess that they got to make He's him... the one in, um, what is it? Sopranos. Is it Christopher just shoots down the waiter Fuck. when he's like, they leave Christopher with the tip, don't they? Oh, and he like stiffs the waiter. Oh, and the man. guy's like, what the fuck? You just spent all this money and you didn't tip me. And he just like shoots him. That's Sean Spears. <laughs> he's just the, the wild card. He just really hates servers yeah. and waiters. You should hope he never comes to dine in Toronto. Mm, I'd like to see him try. <laughs> try a dine yeah. in this city with that kind of behavior in mm. my restaurants. Uh, I overall, I'm like, okay, I think Inner Circle should win. Okay. And they should kick out Sean Spears. You mean Pinnacle? Sorry. Yeah. Pinnacle. No, Pinnacle should you lose. You said Pinnacle. Oh, sorry. Okay. Pinnacle should lose and then kick out Sean Spears. Um, or not. I don't know. It's just there's there's a lot of a lot of nothing too exciting. There's no real reasoning behind some of this stuff anymore. It's like, yeah, MJF turned on you guys and it sucks, but everything's kind of just... The, the bubbly definitely took it down a bunch. And here, this one didn't quite work for me, but uh, whatever. A nice dinner with wrestlers mm. it'd be great you just got to show them doing fancy shit they had the watches and the they had women and watches last week with mjf and what was it jacksonville's fine uh, most finest women i think just most of them are boring i think that's my problem yeah like in a circle work like hager works in in a circle because he's he doesn't say anything and then when he does it's quite funny yeah because he's just this big big guy behind them but santana and ortiz have a lot of personality it feels like it's just Dax and, and MJF. MJF, who's the only people that are any... They're the Wardlow, I like Wardlow. Him just chugging the bottle of wine from the bottle. Um, mm. I'm comparing it to what they're doing with the Hurt business. Because okay. you have uh, MVP coming out like this boss pimp, badass like guy with the cane and, the, yeah. and the, the manager role with Bobby. And they did a celebration this week where... I'm... I'm I, I saw people who were like, oh, they're still doing like they, they bring out women to like celebrate mm. with the world champ. Like, why don't they do that with like the women wrestling? And I'm like, they fucking should do that, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> that, I have no issue with that whatsoever. Um, but whenever it's like Mandy Rose gets a manager, it's fucking uh, the 
trash compactor guy. Oh, Otis. Otis. Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah. <laughs> like any Adam Sandler movie, it's like, come on. There's yeah. no way that's the, yeah. So I, I, I don't get an issue with that, but, um, I think MVP and Bobby Lashley did it a little bit better, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It looked legit when they the did it. The suits look nice. And I don't like Raw well. and stuff. But you know, like, like the, the look they of look everything. They look the part. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lashley looks like the champion there, I yeah. think. Because him and MVP just... Maybe it is. Like, they bring up cheap suits later. And I think it's they don't look particularly yeah. suave here. Where, sorry. So, AEW's in Jacksonville. Yeah. Where was Raw in the Thunderdome in... In... Tampa. Tampa? Is it Tampa. Tampa's got one up on Jacksonville. Yeah. That's all I can say. Is yeah. it? No, it's all on... I don't know. I don't know. Florida somewhere. MVP's got good taste. Yes. That MVP. We go to Reba. Don't call her Reba because her name is Rebel. That's <laughs> what they tell me in the graphic. Rebel versus the women's champion Hikaru Shida, who's going to be... Re- re- uh, sorry, putting the title on the line against Britt Baker at Double or Nothing. Which uh, I'm super excited for that match. And the promo last week definitely got me into this story. But Reba slash Rebel using the crutch in the past little while is no longer in the crutch and she's in full wrestling gear. They're kind of going away from the fact that she all of a sudden she kind of remembers how to wrestle. (laughs) Did they go away from that? (laughs) (laughs) She hit some moves here. Yeah, she did. Uh, There's uh, early on a ref distraction and the crutch is brought into play. Britt Baker is ringside. Sheeta goes for the lockjaw, actually. So, which causes Brett to come up. Yeah. So, there's some sort of, like, suplex throw from Reba who, like, lifts her up and then, like, just hoofs Sheeta across the ring here. Uh, But Sheeta makes kind of light work and puts Reba into a knee, like, bar and then, like, a knee buster almost, like, Drops down to like hurt knee the breaker, shin yeah. and yeah, and then locks her in the knee bar and re- Reba to stretch muffler. Yeah, looks looks sick. Yeah. yeah, and she taps out right away, but Britt attacks her, levels her out, and that's kind of the maiden story we figured from this. Britt hits the curb stomp. Yeah, on the title. Um, yeah, I, I did this didn't really do a whole lot for me. Um, I. I think the referees look so stupid in all these distractions. There were three matches, I think at least three matches, where we had foreign objects and distractions. And it just feels... Is there is there a new way we can do this without everyone looking stupid? Yeah. Sheeta looks dumb, getting smacked by the crutch. The ref looks fucking dumb. It's... I don't know. I'm just kind of over these distractions in every match. I mean, it's wrestling, but yeah, I know what you mean. You figured this... Once a show. Keep like, it once yeah, a show. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've had a chain and a boombox in the opening tag. We've got the, main the crutch here, and then so much in the main event. It's like we always compare it to the movie The Wrestler, but you got to, because it's uh, it's fucking great. Uh, you were uh, using foreign you, object? Okay, you I'll, work, I'll work the knee. You're working the knee? Okay, sorry. Well, you're what? You're working the back? Okay, we won't work the back. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll do this spot where I work uh, the... the the arm. Oh, wait, sorry, what? You're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So every match, a ref thing? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, but the title match, Sheeta versus Britt, that's going to be a banger, I think, at the pay-per-view. So I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Um, we go to Kenny Omega, Don Callis, and Orange Cassidy. I believe this was, what, last week? That they go to the best friend's locker room, and they tell all the best friends to get out of there, except Orange, who's just sitting there hurt from... He got kind of a stinger last night, uh, last week. From that powerbomb spot. Look mm. nasty. Kenny and Don, who are looking fly. Kenny's suits don't look cheap. 
I don't no. think. They're probably low-key expensive. <laughs> probably, yeah. Because um, they're ridiculous. So they talk to Orange, and Don and Kenny are basically saying, look, Orange, uh, you're great. You're so funny. People love you. You are the perfect mascot for AEW. You're just not the main event guy for AEW. But uh, so I just I think it, it would make more sense if you didn't hurt yourself again by signing this little contract here. And it's some pretty standard stuff, says Don, who's doing his best car salesman lawyer stick, who says, look, Sign this. You're no longer in the match, and we pay you out a little bit. So they're saying, look, we'll pay you to not be in this match because you don't want to be in this match. You'll get hurt. You're not a main event guy. We'll pay you out. And this is where they hand him the contract, and this is where normally a wrestler would go and rip it, right? <laughs> but Orange Cassidy, in the little things for Orange character, just starts to slowly rip the contract. I thought this was funny. I love he then puts the pieces together, turns them, and goes to rip them in half again. And Don's like, We, we get it, we get it, we, we understand. Get it. <laughs> uh, so they say, Look, look, we knew you'd do that. We knew you, we thought you'd say that. But just think about it. Think about it. You got hurt last week. Just think of what could happen if you have a match against me and that bastard pack. Either. He'll hurt you again, or I'll hurt you, says Kenny, because I could injure you. I could ruin your in-ring career. I could injure your life, he says. So uh, why don't you, you sleep on it? We knew you'd do that, so we brought you a second one to think about. So sign it, and it'll be the better choice. So they walk off saying, hey, look, we just should make it a singles match at the pay-per-view. Pack versus Kenny. I don't think Orange is gonna gonna do that. You don't think Orange is gonna sign it? No. No, I yeah. It depends how much. I think I want to wrestle in the match. You think you would? Yeah. Yeah. If I'm a wrestler and I've got shot the title. Shot the and title. And it's triple threat, so I don't even need to pin the ta- champion what? to win. Yeah, did you know that? <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. So on there was a show WrestleMania Backlash last week. Oh yeah. They had two triple threat matches and apparently right. it didn't happen. Both champions retained. But apparently oh. the champion doesn't even need to be pinned. Holy so Orange could pin Pac and be the champ. That's incredible. Yeah. So what wow. I'm saying is, uh, isn't it he's got a 30, 33.3 chance of winning because it's triple threat? Yeah. That's how odds work. Well, do do Pac and Orange as baby faces, do they have to work together to beat Kenny? But could they coexist? Could they coexist? I don't know if they Maybe could. they need to tag beforehand to just see if they'll coexist and get that momentum or do they hate each other too i don't know are they both both <laughs> but you need that momentum and you need your head on a swivel to be honest as and well they all beat, triple threat. beat to their own drum they do <laughs> they all have great relationships with vince mcmahon probably yeah. <laughs> there's so many more uh things in wrestling so many, but uh yeah orange not at the medical facility right now but just in the trainer's office looking at his injury yeah mm. Poor Orange. I hope he's okay. I think he'll do the match. I think he'll do the But match. I love the, the ripping of the contract. The ripping and the tearing made me laugh there. We go to Inner Circle. They come out to the ring. Chris Jericho, the whole lot, uh, singing along with Judas. And Jericho says, this isn't going to end well. We're going to beat you, uh, Pinnacle. 
Sammy Guevara grabs the microphone and says, I'll do whatever it takes to hurt you and to beat you guys in this match. If it means I got to hit a shooting star press off the top of something to break one of your necks, then I'll do it. You guys are a bunch of clowns and you're just wearing cheap suits is what you guys said. You mentioned the cheap suits line. Mm. They say Hager then chimes in and goes, yeah, you guys suck. You guys are like schoolyard <laughs> bitches. And we know if you say that in wrestling. Oh, Ooh. what? You can't say that. Then we get a Hager chant. Yeah, first one ever. Is this the first ever so. Hager chant? Hager I love chant. Hager. He's so funny. Jericho says the challenge. We heard it. If we lose, we break up. Huh. We went through blood and guts. There was buckets of blood. There was flesh. There was our souls left out there. But was it worth it? Huh? Max, was it worth it? Was it worth hurting me? You physically hurt me. My arm is broken and I'm recovering. But that was the most terrifying moment of my life. I felt like I was falling for hours, (laughs) says Chris Jericho, when referring to the spot from Mm. blood and guts. He says, was it worth it? Was it worth all the pain and torture and the sacrifice for everyone who was watching that terrifying moment? My family were watching, Max. He says, you scared my children. You scared my family. You scared everyone watching Dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone. Okay. All right. I was pretty scared. (laughs) (laughs) He says, well, yes, it was. It was all worth it. So we accept your challenge and at Stadium Stampede, double or nothing, we told you before, you're going to have to kill us. Hell is coming. We're going to dance all over your face and piss all over your grave. Yeah. Um, I think the inner circle should lose and split up because I think... I feel Jericho's run has come to an end for now. I'm not saying retire. I just feel his character feels very tired for me now. Uh, now he's babyface. And I, I look at the rest of them and it's time. Like Santana and Ortiz both sound great whenever they speak. They're fine on their own now. I think Sammy's fine on his own now. Uh, I think Hager could do okay. Like going for the TNT title or something like that. I don't think they need Jericho anymore. And... I feel this feud has already peaked with blood and guts and I'm kind of not interested in it in continuing. And it's just a bit jarring seeing Jericho who's been a heel for so long and now just cutting these generic babyface promos. Thought he sounded good, but I'm just not invested in this anymore, I don't think. And I, I kind of just want to see all the guys like, fuck, proud and powerful, they're so good. Can we just get them like challenging for the tag titles now and stuff? Sure. Uh, Sammy, the same, like, go on that singles run. Um, so I, I think this should be the end of the inner circle. I, I could see it going either way. Like, obviously, everything you just said makes sense. Proud and Powerful should be, like, champions and should be having awesome pay-per-view matches. And they put on some classics. But I like the, the, the unit that they've created with the inner circle. Even with the good guy look, like, yeah, but... I feel like there's there's something not fully there with this feud. We mentioned the Pinnacle Dinner mm. and then this. I like this better than the dinner. I, Jericho's this still talk. better than the dinner. Jericho, like I mentioned, like certain guys in wrestling can just talk. And no matter what they say, you go, I don't know what you just said, but I fucking, um, yeah, fuck yeah. That's whatever you said, I believe you and I want to see the match. That's what wrestling is. So, and it's like, 
he he does a good job of talking, and all the guys had their little bits. I, in I do like that in recent weeks they have been giving everyone yeah. like everyone's had their line, and I think all of them yeah. are sounding good. And like even Hager, who I think used to have a horrendous promo, is finding a voice that works for him now. And it is a bit of the the big dumb jock, but I think it does work for him. Um, yeah, but I, I do like that they've been giving everyone lines. And Santana will be back next week. They're doing like perhaps the one last match on Dynamite. Oh, so that means he's, he's out of jail. <laughs> yes, out of jail. <laughs> we go to, are you ready? Jade Cargill. Doing an interview with Tony. Yeah, we, we got to know what's her decision. She said, hey, uh, did you realize Sting stopped coming out every week in his T-shirt and his bat hanging out with Tony every week? Now he's actually doing stuff. So maybe if I start coming out every week talking to Tony, I'll start doing stuff. So that's why I've, they've just played the same promo three weeks in a row until tonight when they start to make fun of that fact. When Jade is like, you know, I'm tired of coming out here saying the same promo. And then she's interrupted by some guy. I wrote Matt. To be honest with you, I don't know who it is. I it's forget. Mark Sterling. This Mark. is MJF's lawyer. Right, that's right. Mark comes up and he's like, hey, Jade, why are you cutting the same promo three weeks in a row? <laughs> it's pretty much what he says. And she says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you? I don't even know who you are. Why, am I, why are you interrupting me? Don't you dare interrupt me. He goes, look, you said you weren't interested, but you won't work for me. I'll work for you. You don't want to work with any of the, all these other groups and factions and stuff like that. You need to be your own brand, not the Hardy family, not the Dark Order, all that. No, it needs to be Jade brand, the brand of Jade. So why don't you think about it? And you know what? If you were working for me, I'd stop giving you these Tony interviews and maybe hook you up with a JR sit down one. Mm. But that's what I'd say. And then she tells him to buzz off. So he says, think about it. And she goes, I don't even know who that guy was. Who is that guy? So Mark, what's his name? Sterling. Mark Sterling. So maybe he'll be. be Jade. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Jade needs to go to Robert Stonebrand. These are for I Jade must be really like confused because everyone's still asking her like Tony's what's your decision I told you like I don't want a manager I don't work for but no what's your one. decision Jade um, sure she's wrestling next week I think okay uh, maybe she'll come to a decision about a decision <laughs> <laughs> a decision I really want to know is Mark Sterling going to be a manager fuck yeah. We go to Serena D. Will it just be Shaq? Will Shaq just? It come should back? just be Shaq. Where did he go? He vanished, didn't he? He's on Sports Center, whatever, whatever he's doing. <laughs> he's, what is he doing right now? Uh, Shaq. Yeah, he's on like Papa John's. He's on like Icy yeah. Hot. Mm. Yeah, is that what it's called? Who has more commercials right now, Shaq or Snoop? I think we've probably talked about both this. related to Dynamite. Like, cause they both I thought you were going to say Sasha Banks. I was like, I didn't know Shaq was. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's related to like genies and stuff, I think. Right. Uh, we go to Serena Deeb versus Red Velvet. Mm. NWA women's title on the line Yeah. in this match. The NWA women's championship. Serena Deeb was injured, but she's back. She's defending against Red Velvet. Early on, Velvet tries to be aggressive, but ends up getting an elbow to the face from Deeb. Deeb starts to work the leg and the knee of Velvet, like working it with all sorts of different submissions and knee breakers. There's a standing moonsault from Velvet who barely can do it, but she ends up hitting it. Then a moonsault to the outside. There's back in the ring some roll-up attempts. And there's a, a classic, like the classic Bret Hart Bulldog spot 
where Red Velvet gets a 2.9 here. Sets her up with a Uranagi and goes for a Moonsault off the top, but Deeb gets the knees up. There's then uh, a powerbomb just stacking here. Tomohiro Ishii vibes here, but Red Velvet again kicks out of that. The Serenity Lock from Serena here, but Deeb keeps getting out of it. There's then near falls, near pinning attempts, back and forth. And Deeb just starts to get frustrated, grabs the, her knee, and just starts jamming it into mm-hmm. the ring, like smashing it against the ring. Locks back in the Serenity Lock, and Velvet has to tap, and she is cooked. Oh, wait, is that's not a baking term, <laughs> so she's baked. Baked. <laughs> uh, I really like this. I think this was easily match of the night for me. Um, Serena Deeb showing a bit of a heelish aggression. Even at the start of the match, she threw a T-shirt in Red Velvet's like face to jump the bell um and just attacking the knee it definitely seemed kind of now at that point in her run where she's sort of maybe that desperate champion that will do everything to keep hold of it so maybe we'll start seeing her uh lean even more into the heel side but i definitely got those vibes from her tonight um red velvet look had a scary moment on the outside and i was with the moonsault but and she was selling her knee after and i was wondering if it was legit or not because I was surprised commentary didn't mention it at all. And she was clearly like hobbling and she was either selling really well, which I think she was because it led to the finish with deep with the serenity lock and just jamming that knee into the mat. But I found it odd that none, none of them on commentary really picked up on the knee. It wasn't until the end when they're like, Oh, the knee was targeted, but yeah, but it had been targeted like for a long point point of the match. Uh, But again, I think deep has been, a really good NWA women's champion. I prefer this title to the AEW women's. I think the matches have been really good and I put it largely down to deep. Um, but Velvet has been great as well and I think she's going to go really far. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was fun. It had some near falls. You could bite that Velvet was going to beat her at one mm. point. You're like, ah, she's not going to beat her. But it had some cool moments where it, it was some good chemistry, I thought, between the two. I, I kind of liked it a lot. We go to Pac, who's backstage, the bastard, he says he's tired, he's sick and tired of people looking over me, and at double or nothing, only a fool would bet against the bastard. And then he goes, ah, 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 yeah, ah, it's like a troll. Uh, he's saying, look, Kenny's, o- Kenny's not even overlooking Pac, really, Pac's just like the odd, Pac is like, ah, you kind of screwed me last week, it should have just been me, but instead now, it's three of us, and everyone's overlooking me and forgetting about me but i'm walking out champ so put your money on me now so you don't lose out i'd keep your money (laughs) i'd love it that'd be such a flip sure yeah that'd be great even if it's a quick like flash do the the kane austin just win it back the next (laughs) next week uh so pack says don't forget about me we go to our next match anthony agogo and the factory going up against austin gunn (laughs) who's backed by the Nightmare family. Yes, Austin Gunn is not in the crowd here. He's in a match. He's always in the front. He's one of the wild guys. Like, when they come back with crowds, Austin Gunn's got to still be able to sit there and stand there. Because, like, that'd be great. That should be, like, your highest tier. Like, if you buy this front row ticket, not only are you front row hard cam, but you get to sit and hang out with... With the gun club? Yeah, that would be, like, a perk. Right? Cool. For some people. Yeah. <laughs> I would like it. So Austin Gunn's going up against a go-go. And we mentioned the Cody line, Cody Rhodes, Anthony, a go-go storyline here. And a go-go is known for this, this gut punch that he's been doing. Cause mm. he's uh he's a boxer. If you weren't aware, 
but he goes for it. And Austin Gunn kind of is the first person to do some like actual offense in wrestling. He escapes the gut punch and starts doing some back and forth, getting Gogo a little flustered here. But eventually, Gogo is just tired of this like running. At up one and down. point, he catches him in the eye, and commentary bring up that Gogo's partially blind. So he, he is seventy percent. He said or something like yeah, that. Yeah, in I think in one of the eyes partially yeah, sighted. Yeah. So he's actually staggering around from this eye shot. But it it's something I'm sure they're gonna use again in future matches. Yeah, he he said in some interview or Twitter like a few weeks ago that in this one eye he's seventy percent blind. And right. Like, yeah, like he he says he won't be able to wrestle for years and years and years. So he's like trying to do it really quickly now to get it out of the way. Like mm. he knows his sight will fun, cause yeah. him some some issues down the line. So right, yeah. Well, Austin Gunn's escaping and and kind of flying around him for a little bit, but a go go hits him with the gut punch, and Austin Gunn's selling it like he can't breathe and selling it great. A go go yells at him, "Fight me!" So he picks him up, and now he's just like beating him up even more. Austin looks like he wants to continue and like he's going to try and he goes for something, but it's a go-go who just pops him up in the air, props him up, flying up in the air and then just nails him with another shot there. And the ref goes, that's it. Ring the bell. This match is over. So they call the match. A go-go beats Austin Gunn by referee stoppage and there's he's wiping the blood on himself that came from the mouth of Austin Gunn here. I think they've put this move over so well. Uh, and Austin Gunn with the internal bleeding here, mm. sputtering out from the mouth. Uh, I think they've made... It's a punch to the stomach, which in wrestling sounds like so boring. Like such a dull move. But no one else does it. And it's how you sell the move. And this being a legit boxer, like an Olympic medalist, uh, I buy it. And I think Austin Gunn really helped put it over tonight. Yeah, the the gut punch mm. definitely worked with Austin Gunn's flailing around and bleeding, even and if it's it, a capsule it or sense, whatever. Like because a gut punch wouldn't necessarily knock you out; it wins you, so you would still be moving. And that's kind of what Austin was doing, like trying to get back into it. But you try and get your, you know, when you get winded, you're just trying to get your breath back. And eventually, <gasps> the other ones, I'm like, no, I'm out. Yeah. Whereas it's not like a KO blow to the temple where you're you're down and motionless. So I think they've done a good job. Well, after this, the Nightmare family get involved. Um, uh, I was then tending to my arm, so I, I don't remember what really what happened. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so Agogo then grabs the uh, U.S. flag Uh-oh. and throws it at Cody, and Cody's like, "Yeah, that's America." And then Agogo poses with the Union Jack, which uh, I think Aaron Solo uh, hands to him. Which I'm going to say it again. I hate this angle. Like, I love the idea of a go-go Cody. Right. This America-UK thing. You've got three Americans behind Anthony Agogo giving him the British flag and being like, yeah, fuck America. Fuck America. It's, I just think, especially with uh, everything that happened in the last year and, the, and like, protests and social rights movements and things still going, um, I don't know. I feel... Don't be doing a flag angle. We've had so much talks about kneeling in front of the flag, disrespecting the flag and all that. Um, I just think wrestling isn't the most sensitive, like doesn't treat subjects too sensitively a lot of the time. And I just could really do without this angle. I just kind of don't realize why is it such a 
why is it UK versus US? It shouldn't it just be they hate Cody? Isn't that yeah. like it but they're trying to focus on this like the story is Cody was taking advantage of Co- QT which his story is. So it's like yeah, yeah. a gogo should do it for QT. Be like like all these guys. It's like QT's the guy who trained me. Q- QT's the guy that's going to make me a star. Yeah. You've done nothing for me, Cody. I feel um, like if you did this like in a crowd in the UK, you get crazy reactions for this guy. Like they'd cheer the shit out of Anthony Agogo. Like they'd go wild for him. Possibly. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people still like I Cody. think I think a lot I feel like a lot of British fans wouldn't like the angle either. Yeah. So that's I don't fair. think they would. Like yeah. uh It's weird. I was way more into the QT nightmare family factory thing that's going on here and now they're turning it into like this like UK US thing. Obviously the promo last week with Cody, but it's like, okay, well, I, I don't know. It's, it's just a little weird. I want, I want to see the match and what they're going to do. It's going to be the whole time Cody evading the, the gut punch mm. until he finally gets gut punched. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> but like, so. <clears throat> I, I am interested in seeing them do the match, but I would say the story's got to shift a little bit more away from why are you so, why are you being so patriotic? Yeah. About the UK right now. Like, trust me, the UK. It's, n- <laughs> it's not so much. Well, what? The thing is, he has been putting out some promos, but they haven't aired on Dynamite. Yeah. So the one he cut is amazing. He's the talking only, about yeah. The only thing he did on Dynamite was put the flag, put the yeah. Union Jack on Cody after he laid him out. Which I don't know. We've seen loads of people laying flags and spray painting the backs or whatever. Uh, I wouldn't say it was anti-America. I'd say that's more pro. Cody took that UK. as anti-America. And then like the promos he's been cutting like a go-go are like pointing out legit flaws in the US. Um, but then they're not airing on dynamite. So I don't know. I watch dynamite and I just get this guy who's really pro America against some British boxer. Right. And I'm just the Canadian. Like, I don't understand. I don't care. Like, it, <laughs> just have a go-go fucked brandy and could be the dad. Oh my God. There's, there's, that's the wrestling stories I want. Yeah. Sold. Yeah. I mean, they do that in WWE, and then we hate it, though. So, I don't know. like Bobby and Miro, and it's great. It's, it'll be better. It'll be better than this. Anything, <laughs> anything that's not fucking. Oh, look at my flag! Fuck off with your flag. I, I wonder though, like, although like Americans love this too, though. Like for for like every ten people that say like this is dumb and stuff, I bet there's another ten people who like absolutely love this. Probably like Americans, right? So yeah. Uh, overall, though, I can't say I'm super into this match. The story, I mean, mm. but I do... Sorry, I, I don't care about the story as much, but I do want to see the match. I, I like that. Yeah. And I like everything the factory has been doing on socials, and QT's got a new move, the, the Lethal Injection. He's like gonna, he's asking people for names and stuff, which okay. is cool, but I like the promos they've been cutting, but trying mm. to make it... In Cody's thing, is like, all right, you put the flag on me, and then I'll go off on America's Amazing, and we'll do this. It's like, well, the, the story was you... All right, okay, never mind. We'll Isn't do that. it just he wants the trademark of the American Dream? And therefore, it's they've worked backwards, and this is what we've got. It's like then you could do that story. You could do it. He, he could fight Miro. I'm mm. save it for a month later. Bulgaria? No, I'm about America. <laughs> yeah, Either way, I, I really don't, don't I, care. I just yeah. don't want patriotism in wrestling. Like you're gonna I don't get care about it at all. You're gonna get it forever, as as long as they're like that's just the like the world, unfortunately. But that's yeah. Sound like I should be one of the flag smashers in what was it? Falcon and Winter Soldier. You just don't believe in... Just don't believe in flags. Do you believe in borders? No. 
Yeah, you just want one. I believe country. in love, Brayden. Yeah, you just want everyone. To one be nation under God. <laughs> <laughs> we go to speaking of Miro. It's Miro who comes out the new TNT champion. I wonder, will they call him the TBS champion? Yeah, or no? I can't see them changing it, dude. They, if they're not on TNT, that's pretty lame. That may be the four specials per year. Titles defended four times a year. The TBS champion. I think we're going to get TBS tag titles, like secondary tag titles for the other show. Yeah. Because we've got so many teams. And there's people that are like on Rampage and stuff. That's what I mean. For Rampage, I think you'll have like maybe the TBS title, which didn't WCW used to have like the United States tag team titles, which are like for your your other tier. Think your Varsity Blondes, your Acclaimed, uh, those sort of teams can be fighting for something else. I think you could put that on well, Rampage. Rampage. Yeah. So you say keep the TNT title, but then they'll make a TBS title. I'm saying TBS tag <laughs> titles. That's not what I said at all. Because <laughs> I'm looking up slogans. Right. TNT, the channel, their slogan is boom. Okay. So boom goes the dynamite. Mm. Instantly, they're like, fuck. Now do we just... We obviously, you keep dynamite, whatever. But TBS's slogan, mm. always here for a good time. That screams like 24-7 like comedy good angle. Time title. If it's a comedy channel, <laughs> they need a comedy. He just likes to have fun champion. They'll have that. I don't know. Maybe change the TNT title to just TBS title. TBS title? Why not? Or just the TV title? How many times are they going to change this title? Yeah, just yeah, the like, TV I mean, title. it's got TNT in big letters across it. So yeah. So you're going to have to change it again. Yeah, that's true. It does do that, doesn't it? So. Well, maybe it's just it, it represents TNT. This was where this title started. I think the European title is rarely held by Europeans. What was the deal with that title? Because <laughs> we did Backlash 2001 it's, and Matt Hardy was champion. I was like, is he European? Do we want to give Bulldog the WWF championship? No, we'll just make him the European champion. <laughs> that can be his ceiling. Yeah, I guess. Um, I, I, I skipped over Daniels and Kaz, uh, actually, and it's it was a, a quick promo where they were going to talk about the match last week, and Daniels just leaves Kaz. He just walks off. So Kaz says he's taking this to heart, and he's going to make it his sole mission to hunt down and take out the elite one by one. All you guys... That's not a promise. That's the gospel of Kazarian. I was getting real, uh, you know, Hawkeye in Endgame. Yeah. How, like, he's just gone off and gone wild and is going to th- hunt down everyone that had done him wrong. That's Kaz here. He's hunting down the elite. He's now got his black hat, his disguise, Fuck. and one by one, he's going to start with Brandon Cutler. Yeah. Take his head off. And he's going to go after Michael Nakazawa. That's Nekazawa. a really good comparison because, like, in the whole world of MCU... Hawkeye's the one guy who's like, no, I need to stand up for this injustice. I'm going to do what's right. One by one, I'm going to do this. It's like, dude, you, you're Hawkeye. <laughs> so Kaz here's like, I'm going to do they took, this. <laughs> his, his partner went up in dust, essentially. Yeah, he went back up to the angels. He got dusted. So yeah. Kaz, Kaz is looking for revenge. I guess. Kaz is looking for revenge. I don't know what his, this means, but I think he's barking up the wrong tree here. What, taking, going off the elite? Yeah, he's going to get beat up. There's like, there's like nine of them. So? There's one of them. He's him. been wronged. He's, he's doing the right thing here. Sorry. Uh, I'd li- I think eventually I'd like to see um, just 
Daniels and Kaz. One-on-one. One-on-one. That can be Daniels retirement match kind of thing. Yeah. I think that'd be... Uh, after... After Kaz has gone and murdered oh, now you the want elite. It reminds me of uh, Yoshi Tatsu when he was like, what, the, the Bullet Club hunter or something? The hunter right. hunter? It was weird. He's like, I'm just going to take them out. That's my job. That's my role here. That's what Kaz is going to do. I love it. He needs to start coming out like a bounty hunter. Yeah. Like. He'll do the things where he's like dressed as a cameraman and stuff and then like stabs Matt Jackson in the back. <laughs> stabs? Yeah. No, slice their throats. No, no stabbing. He's taking them out. <laughs> He said he was. What does he mean? Him. He's just going to pin him. He's going to beat them. <laughs> He's going to beat. Yeah, them. I don't okay. know what he means. <laughs> it sounded like murder to me. Fuck. He lost his friend. Poor Cass. Yeah. Damn. We go to Miro. I'm sorry. The TBS champion, <laughs> the TNT champion Miro. He beat Darby last week. He comes out looking fresh with the TNT title. He says, first of all, I want to thank Jesus for protecting me." And I want to thank Jesus for the strength and power so I can destroy everybody. That's my talent. Clearly, it's not Darby's talent, isn't it? Well, it looks like Darby talked crap online about me, but it doesn't matter. Because now you know, Darby, everyone knows I'm the baddest. I'm the hottest thing in AEW. And I'll I'll say that if you have what it takes, anyone can step up to me. Darby, I don't care about your stupid videos and all that, but I'll I'll make a challenge for next week on Friday Night Dynamite, special edition. I'll put out an open challenge for the TNT title. But this is where he's interrupted. Yeah, I, I just want to I loved when uh, the crowd were chanting, we want Darby, and he just holds up the TNT title. And he goes, here's Darby. This is Darby. <laughs> oh, I thought they were chanting, we want Jesus. <laughs> Miro is interrupted by Lance Archer, who says, hey, uh, I'll uh, I'll take that challenge, but it looks like we already have a challenge because I'm going to face you at double or nothing. TNT title. Maybe it will be you. Maybe it won't. But May 30th, if it's me and you, it'll be the biggest monster fight AEW's ever seen. Our version of Godzilla versus Kong. One big bad son of a bitch to another. And I will show you as the murder hawk monster will make you a Bulgarian bitch. Mm. What is with people doing the same thing? We mentioned, uh, you work in the leg, brother? Oh, okay. Wait, are you calling someone a bitch tonight? You are? Oh, okay. Cool. I'll do it anyways. <laughs> you need a whiteboard, just bitch. And only one How name. How many times? Who's signing up? First one to write their name under. Sorry, Scorpio put his name up today. He's saying it. Yeah, it, it it's... <laughs> Every wrestling show I watch, someone's saying, I'm going to make you my bitch. You're my Bulgarian bitch. Mm. Miro says, oh, that really hurts. I've never heard this before. Well, why don't you you show up and you won't have that old man to hold you back. And nothing's holding me back. And not enough yoga will save your life if you come close to me again, meaning Jake Roberts. Mm. He says, you say everybody dies. Well, I just insist that you're going to be the first. Mm. So double or nothing, two big meaty men going to slap meat and fight and big lads wrestling for the TNT title. But Miro's going to do an open challenge next Friday before yes. that. Yeah, I, I hope they continue with regular kind of open challenges. I've been enjoying that with the TNT title. Um Miro, I think in just a couple of weeks, they've done a 180 with him like since leaving Kip and dropping the uh, the video game stuff. And I thought his match with Derby last week was great. 
Uh, thought he sounded great here, looked good as a champion. Like he's like completely won me over in the last few weeks. Archer, I thought his promo was very, very generic. Um, just the content, it was very like, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm a murder hawk. You're a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it was by numbers. Yeah, it was. And I thought his delivery was okay, but the content was really kind of lacking. Uh, I think the match will be fun, though. I think it should be one of those big kind of just sort of car crash, big men, like big lads wrestling. Yeah. I enjoy a bit of big lads wrestling. Of course. Yeah, I thought Miro sounded good here, actually. Uh, I thought he sounded more confident than he usually yeah, does. Yeah, he's, he's got a weird, like, humor in his talk. Like, his promo is very different. Yeah. And uh, he's quite quick when he needs to do a bit of improv or whatever. Um, it's all that time on Total Divas. Yeah. Was I he on Total so. Divas? Yeah, with yeah. Lana. <laughs> <laughs> we go to our main event. It's the Blondes versus the Bucks. The Young Bucks putting the tag titles on the line against the Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., with Julia Hart teaming against Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Uh, Varsity Blondes come out with Julia Hart with the, the cheerleader entrance, which looks really cool. Their whole unit and their pose looks great with the jackets. And the Bucks come out with some fluffy white gear here. They're trying to be angels. I guess they're trying to be fallen angels because they got rid of fallen angels. But like they're just looking. Yeah, Nick has this headband with just like white fluffy peacock feathers and stuff. They're wearing their Dior's again. And JR says, Excalibur, are these new shoes that these guys are wearing? And Excalibur's like, ah, they're re-wearing them. <laughs> they're re-wearing those Dior Jordans here. Don Callis joins the commentary desk and says, the Bucks are the greatest tag team in the last 5,000 years. But before that, people got like, maybe there's a, an argument. He says that these guys, the, the varsities are great, but they're no match for the, the greatest tag team of all time. But then the match starts, and Griff Garrison, who starts the match, hits a boot to Matt Jackson, a boot to Nick Jackson, sends them both to the outside, and then they get the best of them with a double drop kick. And then they, they the Varsity Blondes do the Young Bucks pose, which is really funny. Uh, then um, there's then a spot where Nick Jackson walks the ropes, where Matt Jackson helps him. Mm-hmm. And while he's doing this, the crowd chants, you sold out, and they're like egging them on. And then they jump in take out one guy on the one side and one, then the, another flying crossbody to the outside. Just in, The Bucks are, like, just insane. Um, great heel move here. But that was impressive. When we come back from a commercial break, the Blondes are taking control, sending them to the outside, and Griff Garrison does one of the best wild dives in wrestling today. He's deceptively tall, so when he does this leap over the top, it looks crazy. It's like... And I swear, I'm comparing this guy who I've only started watching in the past year or so. To Edge? I'm, <laughs> yeah. This dive he does is comparable to The Undertaker or Roman Reigns yeah, dive. Yeah, it is. It's you clear the whole thing and you land on the guy. Yeah. And he's tall. And looks wow, good. it looks great. Griff Garrison. So he hits this move, looks crazy. But then the Bucks regain control on Pillman in the match. He gets a spot where he's fighting both of them back here. Gets dropped into a sharpshooter, and this is where Cutler distracts the referee, and they use that cold spray. Uh, but then there's uh, a super kick from Pillman, but then there's a Griff who comes in. There's super kicks all over the place. There's then more spray involved, and this is where Julia gets on the apron to get involved, but she gets sprayed in the face now from yeah. one of the bucks. She's not even in the match, which leads to Pillman getting an inside cradle 
for a 2.9 here where they get out of it. Matt drops him into the sharpshooter, and as he's screaming in pain, it's Nick who hits him with a face buster while in the sharpshooter, and then hits a moonsault to the outside, taking out Griff. It's then Nick who puts puts him now back into the sharpshooter. Pillman has nowhere to go, and Brian Jr., flying Brian Jr., taps out here. The blondes succumb to the bucks. Uh, this is okay. I, I didn't really enjoy this, to be honest. Oh, I thought it was fun. I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, it wasn't on the level of last week's SCU Bucks match, but uh, I, I thought this was pretty fun. It had the Bucks clearly leaning on that dark side of the ring story, so they're just kind mm. of pushing this with, with Pillman. But I thought Pillman and Griff clearly like work well together as this team with Julia Hart here. And this was clearly... You, you you watch this and it did the classic thing like last week. Like, ah, SCU could win it and they couldn't break up. But you know right now it's it's not happening. So yeah. you still had that in the back of your mind. Maybe that was part of it. But overall, I thought it was a pretty fun match. Yeah, I, I just – it didn't feel like a main event to me. Um, this was like the only – And again, like after seeing shenanigans in the two other matches, it was like, oh, we're going – there's another ice like ice spray. There's a third ice spray. It was – I do think the the Bucks are, have been good leaning into the heel stuff. Um, it might be a bit too much, a bit too much nonsense throughout the match. Um, yeah, it it just it didn't quite deliver for me. Um, there were some fun bits, and I I like the Vasty Blondes. I think they could go far. Um, but again, I I just I don't think I'm interested in their title reign right now. It's the same with the world title. It's it's the same with a lot right now. I, I don't feel they're, they're going with the hottest feuds necessarily because I can't say I'm that into Mox and Kingston chasing. What, yeah, what is the hottest feud here? Because, yeah, after the match, they're attacked by Moxley and Kingston. They beat up the Young Bucks. They put them in sleeper holds. And then Eddie takes their Dior Jordans off. And then Moxley goes, what are you doing? I told you not to... All right, fuck. And then he steals their shoes too. And then they, Kingston even steals their socks and then runs off. I'm feeling like it's, it wasn't supposed to be this match. And now it's being, it feels like that for both the Bucks and the Kenny match. Like this wasn't supposed, it's like something else didn't happen. So you switched it. Like was the SCU supposed to be the pay per view, but then they decided that wasn't like good enough or something? That's, it still feels, you're right. The stories aren't making sense. I, I feel like if you go back to, um, the exploding barbed wire deathmatch and that whole angle. I thought we were going with Kingston, perhaps, which I think you could have actually built up quite interestingly because you could have had Moxley's not allowed to... Moxley's had his chance. He's not allowed to challenge for the title. But Moxley and Kingston now reunited. You could have Mox be that kind of guy who's in Kingston's corner to make sure there's no funny business in the main event. I feel that might feel hotter. I can't say I'm like Kingston isn't my necessarily my choice for kind of match quality, but I think story wise yeah. that kind of works more and then have the Bucks feud with actual tag teams. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel, I'm not into you. this pinnacle story. I'm not really into what the Bucks are doing and I'm not into what Kenny's doing right now, which is, a bit of a worry, I think. This pay-per-view looks weird. Like, I, I will say, like, I'm, I'm super stoked. And I still, this, this was definitely maybe not one of their stronger shows because it just felt like it was promoting the pay-per-view, which mm. is cool. But 
didn't move things too along any further. We are, we kind of knew the matches that were announced tonight. Like mm. tonight was all about announcing matches, but we knew it where it was yeah. going. Other than the triple threat, we're like, why is that the triple threat? They didn't have something built story. Like again, you mentioned they only do so many pay per views a month. Like why not build towards this for so long? Like. Like, why, why is Pac and Orange Cassie just randomly thrown into this match? Why is all of a sudden, wh- why do the Bucks hate Kingston and Mox so much, realistically? Like, this, it's not, they weren't feuding with them. And it was, again, go back to the exploding barbed wire death match. It was the good brothers who were beating down on, yeah, Ken, on, sorry, Moxley after. Like, that, it feels like that should be the match. Like, yeah. good brothers versus maybe Mox and Kingston. Like, I'm sure the matches will be good. I, I think so. I yeah. just feel, I feel like they've pulled away from some storytelling that might have just worked better. I, I, I just, I'm a bit checked out, I think. And it wasn't, I no, think, it wasn't. I think the it stuff I've been enjoying the most recently has been the TNT title. I, I think that's been actually really clicking with me recently. It does, it just, it's kind of confusing. It's like the Bucks are this tag team that I like this heel run and the character work that they're doing because they're easily hateable with mm. this whole, they're rich now and, and all that. But, the team of Mox and Kingston isn't the story. I think SCU should have been that storyline for Me the pay-per-view. Too. Give them so much time. Let them do a whole thing. That would have made more sense. Instead, I'm like, cool, Mox and Kingston versus the Bucks sounds good, but it sounds like a dynamite match you'd show me anyways. So now you want me to pay for it. Uh, it's just weird. <laughs> and the same with the triple threat. It's like, okay, I'm sure it'll be an amazing match because it's so three different styles and mm. stuff. But still, like, okay, well... You only do so many of these things a year and you're trying to promote this as your main feuds. So you do you main event with the, the stadium stampede or do you main event with Sheeta and Britt Baker? Because that's the hottest feud. But still, it's like that's still not like just saying I, I, I like AEW. And this to me, this, this I, I love this show. But tonight here tonight wasn't one of my favorite episodes. Definitely was not. It's not even up there. They're they're asking a lot for me here in Canada to spend what sixty dollars to watch a show that kind of sounds like a free one you give away on Dynamite. It's that's you know I, I'm gonna pay it anyways. You got my money, don't worry. But I'm like ah, it's it still kind of doesn't sound like some sort of cohesive show that they're known for putting together and planning for months. Yeah, doesn't feel that, like that. That being said. Like a lot of the shows, when the build have been very good, they've kind of sh- like shit the bed at the end. True, yeah. I really didn't like All Out last year, and I thought that show was built really well. Right, uh, but I thought All Out was a pretty bad show last year. So maybe this will maybe this will be more the WWE formula. Sleeper. Let's do like shit builds. Yeah, a bit weak storytelling, and then I mean. And then the show might be good. I don't know. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be good. It's just maybe the excitement level isn't quite there working Mm. as as well as some of the past stories that they've done. Because the storylines and and wanting to see matches is something they were really good at. And doesn't the excitement definitely isn't I'm not so super hyped for this pay per view. They got I don't know what they gotta do to to change that, but I'm still gonna watch it and I want them to prove me wrong. And maybe they will. So looking forward to, but overall this show had some ups and downs. I'd say the best match for me was the main event, but I feel like that was really it that stood out to me. Uh, for me, it was Serena D, uh, Red Velvet. Yeah, like that was cool. But I thought that was the best match. Uh, I liked. Yeah, it was. It was an all right. Like I didn't hate it. It wasn't terrible, but it definitely was like kind of a filler episode, filler week. 
they, this time, pattern. this time towards a pay per view, they normally do that. It's kind of just confirm what the whole card is, and we did get the whole card after. And then uh, next week, thanks to Sino Evil, uh, Miro's opponent's going to be Dante Martin for the TNT Championship. We've got Joey Janela in action against oh, Hangman Page. It's a rematch of All In. Yeah. Oh, true. For the Cracker Barrel match. That is true. Uh, Anthony Agogo, Cody weigh in Jade Open Challenge in a circle celebration. Uh, they honor. What are they Hik- celebrating for? I don't know. Uh, they honor Hikaru Shida. What? What? Who is? is in a circle? No, I, I, think, I don't think so. Yeah, I think just dynamites honoring Hikaru Shida. Uh, Ethan Page, Scorpions, Scorpio Sky versus Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Darby Allen versus Caesar Bernoni. Okay. So that's the Friday Oh, it's a one? year since she won the title. So that's what they're Oh, okay. They're got you, got you, got you. So that makes... Okay. Still, I thought you meant Inner Circle were celebrating with Sheeta. Mm. Like, that'd be fun. Why not? I don't, I don't get it, but... <laughs> be all right. Uh, so, yeah, what's the main event? Stadium Stampede? Because I'm seeing I the guess. Twitch chat say Cody versus a go-go because America is at stake. Okay. No. No, definitely not. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> cute yeah, I guess maybe the Bucks, maybe the tag match. No, it's stadium. Yeah. Although the crowd it doesn't see it, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, overall, yeah, that's that's what we thought of AEW Dynamite. Do we have anyone calling in here tonight? Uh, we do. I, I let's see if the Zoom's working. Let's see, see if it. the Zoom's working. Jake is in there. Let's. Uh... Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, good to talk to you this Wednesday night. It's a beautiful uh, day here in here in Chicago. How are you guys doing? <laughs> we're good, man. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're pretty warm, actually. It's We're a little sweaty up here. Yeah. It's been lovely here, it's too. Summertime. Yeah. Yeah, we're finally up here at about, like, you know, 60 to seven, uh, 65 to, to uh, 70 degrees Fahrenheit so around here. So it's a beautiful day, mm-hmm. sunny. Uh, not, not much rain, so I'm pretty happy about it. Finally got my bike out. So, yeah, can't complain. Um, look, uh yeah, I, I, I have to admit, uh, Dynamite tonight wasn't one of my favorites. And to piggyback off of the, the you know, the the Agogo Cody stuff, look, like we've like I we've seen this, and what I always go back to is the the amazing uh, program with the Hart Foundation back in '97 with the Canada U.S. angle, and the reason why that worked was it. And why that was tremendous was because it was the main stars that were there. Uh, and obviously the, the crowds were passionate back in the day and everything was like, you're, you're emotionally invested into it. And um, today it's like, what we'll hear, it's like, you know, times have changed. Like, you know, it's a different time now. And, you know, there's not a lot of with stuff going on around the world. Like you said, Davey, with, you know, with social justice issues and all that, you know, not, not a lot of countries, especially Britain and America, uh, not a lot of patriotism uh, going around these days. So, I, yeah, it's like, like with this and pay and nationalistic angles like this, you know, I'm always copying the the Hard Foundation angle uh, back in '97. They're always going to do that, and it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I, I, I understand it. It's just what wrestling has done since the beginning. WWE seems to be doing it all the it time is. as well. Like they, they always do it every year. It seems like America and the, the classic heel from different mm. countries and stuff. But it just felt like it wasn't the right way to go about this feud. You could do it in the slightest, but I think Cody's promo set it off the wrong way. Like you, you could have done it. You could have done it a UK versus American angle. But the way Cody set it up was like just too much over the top that people went, eh, nah, 
don't care. Don't like it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have bought into the angle anyway. Like I the angle think. is Cody and 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 the factory. That, that's that's the, the story for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, just yeah. After everything last year, it puts a, a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, anything else, yeah. Jake? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, my other question, just a couple more things, uh, if you don't mind. And um, I, I want to ask you about uh, because you guys did the backlash um, watch along this past Sunday, which I really enjoyed, guys. Uh, thanks, guys, for uh, continuing to watch along with some of the big pay per views. Um, with that, I want to ask, uh, talk about a little bit about the state of wrestling announcing, uh, these days, uh, especially in the WWE. Um, in my opinion, look, Adnan Ver, oh, well, I, I love, I love what Cole and Pat McAfee are doing on SmackDown, but on Raw, uh, Adnan Verk, it's clear that he's not ready for this. And mm. before, before, um, before going into Monday Night Raw, the the most popular wrestling show of all time like he never called a he never called professional wrestling before i mean all he did was you know was baseball on on espn and uh the thing is is like he's not he's becoming overshadowed by by byron and Corey graves and that that speaks a lot of volume and because like i i feel like Corey graves is doing more of the play-by-play than than adman verk he's not directing like Adnan's not directing traffic a lot. And I, I just want curious, want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think exactly that. I think he's being thrown into the deep end and the other two are having to kind of carry him through all this. I, I feel sorry for him because I'm sure not easy, but also, yeah, he's, he's not up to it. Um, I don't think it's a role you can just have anyone jump into. I th- I think that's why you've had, uh, your guys on doing 205 Live and NXT UK and uh, NXT and that kind of thing to get you used to the system for when you do start calling Raw. Uh, to So just to bring in this guy, I, I think he sounds pretty awful, to be honest. I, I'm not too big into it. Uh, I know that AEW, it's Tony, it's JR, and it's Excalibur. And I guess Excalibur is the play-by-play, but at the same time, they all kind of... S- switch mm. what they're doing so maybe raw is going for more of that but it, it, it i definitely i know he's from toronto i want to support the new guy and stuff like that but from what i've watched and heard i'm like ooh, this is like it sticks out very like so. if you want to get some real world experience like here's your 205 live guy like at least like give him that show uh because and 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 it's crazy that tom phillips is um is calling that show now i mean i, w- I wish he had like more of a, a bigger a bigger show than that but here's your 205 live i at least give him a year to um, learn the system and all that so yeah that's basically learn wrestling point. moves yeah learn wrestling that's all you moves. need to do i don't know uh, i i like playing yeah i like i like the team here on AEW. i like the team but even beth on nxt is is grown uh in our liking as well but yeah, I mean, I'd say you feel sorry for the guy, but they're probably paying him really good. So yeah, I'm not that's really, thing. It's like not also, so you took the job yeah. and you're getting paid for it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but very, very strange hire. But that, yeah. that's Vince. Like Vince is always, always wants to change that role. Like yeah. as soon as he's hired someone, he's thinking of the next person who can fill it. 
Uh, thank you very much, Jake. Oh, by the way, I just uh, just one more oh, yeah. thing. I yeah, uh, just um, uh, just getting off of wrestling for a bit. Uh, I want to ask um, because I know that I noticed that uh, you guys do listen to a couple of podcasts. Uh, like within over the past year, um, I have been listening to more podcasts uh, more than I used to, uh, more than I used to do, like before the pandemic uh, because I have more like an open schedule and like you know I'm traveling a lot more uh, uh, for like vacations and all that. Uh, and uh, I, I gotta you say, are like, traveling a lot more for <laughs> vacations. You shouldn't be. Oh wait, well, you're in the states. You can now. Yeah. No, no. Well, I, I have family living in Florida, so gotcha. <laughs> that, that might be a little bit of a issue there. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I gotta say, uh, besides post wrestling, uh, I really enjoy the Voices of Wrestling flagship podcast. Uh, I love I love Renee's new podcast. Uh, shout out there. Uh, are you just promoting things. other podcasts on our podcast? No, 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 no. I just want to ask like, uh, uh, I just want to <laughs> ask a question like, uh, uh, like uh, what other uh, podcasts do you li- do you guys like listening to? I really like that and, and Fightful and all that stuff. Uh, and and just to get off of wrestling, I really love, uh, as, as I'm a hockey fan, a uh, shout out to our good friend, Jeff Merrick, who hosts uh, 31 Thoughts on, on, on the Sportsnet podcast, uh, catching up with all what's going on outside of wrestling with hockey and all that. So I just want to ask, like, uh, do, you, do you guys have, like, um, uh, any other favorite podcasts, either wrestling or non-wrestling? Uh, I, I definitely do not listen to Shot in the Dark with Sino <laughs> Evil talking all about other wrestling stuff. Uh, what do you listen to, David? Uh, I do like Renee's. I think hers is good. Uh, I sometimes quite like the AEW one they put out. Actually, I think they can be quite interesting. That's a good one. Unrestricted, yeah. Especially for like the the sort of lesser known talents, I quite enjoy listening to. Uh, I've always liked Conrad Thompson's shows. So uh, the Bruce Pritchard one, the JR one, the Tony Schiavone. I think they're very good. Arn Anderson, uh, and then other than that, just John and Way. And then I like. Uh, I, I haven't really listened to for a while but i i kind of like uh a show called my favorite murder which is non-wrestling related just talking about random murders every week and it's it's quite fun uh so i enjoy that one um but yeah uh they're, they're the kind of main ones i listen to oh and grapple i love the grapple lads they're great sometimes I, I like listening to comedians do podcasts like bill burr and uh, i know joe rogan gets a lot of shit especially lately but when he does a show with like dave Chappelle or whatever like i i do listen oh, yeah. to stuff like that but i don't listen to him regularly i listen to him like once every three months or something it's definitely the guest that gets me to listen but i like when comedians do stuff but i don't listen to too many other i like sometimes when people are like special uh hosts of things do like not not so much self-help but like inspirational kind of stuff like their story of what they did to to get to their their lifestyles and and stuff like that but i also enjoy music uh behind the scenes stuff as well so yeah but yeah that's it i really like science i really i'm more of an edge like a science geek so i really like um neil degrasse tyson's podcast yeah (laughs) yeah true yeah (laughs) like it's a lot of i know it's a lot of physics stuff but also more on like the human side of things so yeah i really enjoyed that one so all right thanks so much guys for taking my call i hope you guys have a great weekend no hey, worries. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate thank you, you very Jake. much. And uh, I think that's it. No one else called time. in. No, What's I thought skits? I thought someone else in the Twitch room was going to, but uh, it's a lonely. They Wednesday obviously night. got put off, got scared. At least we got Jake. Jake is always there, like the the state farm guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that, Jake. Wow, his name's Jake. Jake from the State Farm. L- like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, right. <laughs> and it's Jake from State Farm. Yeah, that's, that is correct. Uh, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening and supporting us here at Up Next slash BD Elite. 
We'll be back uh, with all the podcasts we mentioned. We got tons of free shows coming out. We got Hannah Kimura, best match ever in honor of her one year of her unfortunate passing. So we'll be throwing out uh, some love for Hannah Kimura tomorrow night with WH Park. That'll be on the free feed later this weekend, uh, as well as some stuff on the Patreon. Dawn of the Dead, uh, Zack Snyder film, talking all about some zombies. Uh, then we have a BDE, a Behind the BDE Elite, that's for World Champs. But we will be doing a Batman Begins podcast on the free feed this week. And don't forget, next Wednesday, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast sing along next Wednesday. That's right. Be uh, there, patrons. Be there. But join us on twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast every Tuesday, Wednesday nights. Up Next, BD Elite, all the podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And uh, I'm still upset that Sean Spears does not treat waiters and servers properly in 2021. Ahoy! You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.